Hello everybody and welcome back to another fun-filled dose of a winner is you goodness. Time to pop the cap and that beer, pull the stopper from the bottle of whiskey or if you so desire, smash that can on your head till it explodes like you're some kind of renegade ECW lunatic. <laughs> Whatever your preference, we are here in your ear holes today so sit back, relax and enjoy what will promise to be a doozy of a podcast episode. This week's game might have four in the title, but it's hard to actually assign four to the timeline in any way, shape or form. By my count, the original release of this game was the 11th Resident Evil game, but this carnation is the 26th <laughs> Resident Evil game to hit game stores, and it's the 5th Resident Evil game across the hollow halls of AWIY Towers wow. into our warm, bosom-laden embrace. That's right, folks, it's time to talk all things Resident Evil 4. For those news to the, new to the podcast, my name is David, and sitting alongside me 59 miles across, is good King Winslow himself, aka <laughs> Alex Aldridge. How are you today, Alex? Uh, well, um, yeah, I'm all right. I've survived an evening where my wife was out and told me that I would be responsible for putting the baby to bed. She's a toddler now, really. Um, not really ever done that more than f- a handful of times. Um, you know, she still needs breast milk to go to sleep, and she okay. still wants mum. So yeah, you can't you can't do that. No, I could give her a bottle of milk, but that didn't really go down all that well. But she started Have off. Have you by... tried cutting holes in your t-shirt and sticking like bottles through? I um no, I haven't. I mean, I have. Like, if I've ever been that. shirtless around her, she does sort of point at my nipples and almost like she's confused. <laughs> and I have <laughs> to hide. Like, no, they'll do nothing. <laughs> Taping them up. Yeah. <laughs> to little X's like Madonna or whatever it is. Put some black handprints on like Sable in 98. Anyway, she was crying. She knew that mum wasn't there. She was pointing at the door. And so what usually works if I have to put her to sleep, like I put her to sleep during the day, but at night time it's different. Um, so I, I decided... Slipper hold. Yeah. <laughs> I tried to or start the Vulcan singing. death grip. Yeah. Five finger death pipe, or whatever it is. Um, yeah, so I started singing to her. What were you singing? Some sort well, of Well, this metal. is where I went wrong, you see. <clears throat> so, no, no, we got, she listens to that. Like, she's been forced to listen to that in car journeys and stuff, but singing has to just be shitty kids' songs. There's a really annoying one that goes on about, eat, I like to eat apples and bananas, but then they change it through the alphabet. Uh, sorry, through the vowels. Do so I it's eat, like, uh, I like to oat, oat, oat. Opals and Bonono is really stupid. <laughs> so that was one of the ones that I did. Then I decided I was running out of well, I was running out of ideas, and I thought I don't know, I need to just pick one. So I picked, you know, like five little monkeys jumping on the bed. You know that one? I think so. Five little monkeys jumping on the bed. One fell off and bumped. His yeah. Head. Now I forgot or didn't know <laughs> until tonight that she knows the actions to that now. So I'm trying to soothe her to sleep, and every time it goes to bumping on the head, she's twatting herself on the head. <laughs> and then she's wagging her finger like, no more monkeys jumping on the bed. 
So I thought, well, that was ill-advised. Now I've got my daughter smacking You've herself in the face instead of falling asleep. Read it in mosh. So parents, don't go with five little monkeys if you're trying to soothe your kid to sleep if they know the actions to it. Unless you look like some kind of weird, vicarious child abuser. <laughs> so that's my evening. But other than that, I'm all right. I'm, uh, I'm so buzzing for this. There's lots of, of my... uh, places buzzing for this. I am at that period. So I periodically go through periods of buying lots of clothes and then no clothes. So like, <laughs> what that means is that my clothes tend to expire all at the same time. So then I basically need to buy a whole new wardrobe. And I was, I'm, <laughs> I'm starting to sort of approach that period. And I was on that clothes website that does cool t-shirts that you keep talking about and you have many t-shirts from i suspect you're even wearing a t-shirt from there as i believe so i mean have i told you about the hunger club resi four shirt i thought you're not going for that one that's the one i was going for so i just i saw that they've got a a limited edition resi shirt so i'm gonna have to go and since i've now said on a podcast i'm gonna have to go and get it before you've edited this and put it out that's that's me you and simon will end up owning that we've all bought that i got the back print one he went for the front print one i think it's a nice t-shirt. Though. I'm all about a back print shirt these days. Mm-hmm. I like a back print shirt. Yeah. But this is from Dracula Bite, this Dino Crisis one. Oh, is it? Yeah, but I think that Hunger Club Resi 4 one is top notch. It's, it's, it's real nice. Yeah. Real nice. Go and have a look for it, folks. There's only, they're only making 100, so I better get my finger out. I can't believe that's, uh, that, that's the limit to what they were doing. I didn't even realise that. Yeah. I got their Bayonetta 3 one, which is, I still enjoy. That's good. Mm-hmm. I really want their um, be- uh, Bloodborne one, but they've sold out ages ago. Oh, that's a shame. Why did they sell yeah. You'd think they could just print on demand. Should be able to. It's what the Simpsons bootleg places that I get all my stuff for them from. I think they do it can't be that expensive. It's a t-shirt printing, man. Yeah. Surely technology has aided that endeavour. You think so. Blink-182 were printing their own shirts in the back of San Diego right. yeah. alleys. Before they started charging 200 quid for a gig when they're no longer relevant. Oh my god, is that how much they cost these days to go to a Blink gig? Yeah, 200 quid tickets for that reunion tour. Oh my god, what a lot of money they'll make from that though, that's outrageous. Yeah, it's really outrageous. Do you reckon, um, oh this is horrific. Can I say this? Shall I say it? Do you reckon you'll get... Do you reckon you'll get a seventh off the price of an S Club 7 reunion tour ticket now? <laughs> Did they not become S Club 6 for a while anyway? Did well, I make that up? they definitely are. They have to be. I, I think I said this, was it on our video game draft podcast last week? I said I'd hurt my back, so instead of doing my usual run... You said run, you fucked your back. Yeah. yeah. Um, you, instead of doing my usual run on a Tuesday, I've been going to spin classes instead. Yeah. And um, I was at my spin class and the guy... What did you do to your back? Um, I think I've just jarred it running. So, because like, so like, oh okay, it you is, can do that. It, apparently, it's really, really sore to like walk and stuff. But like, I can do spin and I can do my weights throughout the week. So, makes mm. no difference. So yeah, I'm assuming it's the running because it's only after the running that it's like sort of get out of bed in the morning. So I'm just going to stop running for a few weeks. Um, <laughs> and then the, the, yeah, the person doing the spin class just out of nowhere said, "Oh, I was going to play S Club Seven today, but can't really now, can I?" And I was like. Where did this come from? Like, it just out of nowhere, just started absolutely slamming S Club 7. It's like, oh my goodness. Wait, what? What, because one of their people died? Yeah. Why is he slamming them for that? Don't know. Just, it must have just felt the need to go hard on them. Unless the guy died in, I don't know, some kind of like... Spin accident. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was in the middle of brutally assaulting a spin class teacher and then he died in a bike spoke or something. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so, um, let's get through. I'll get through some early shit and then I'll ask you your opinions on the game. Okay, let's do so, it. So, the original Resident Evil 4 obviously came out on the GameCube in 2005. Um, and apparently the development of this remake began in about 2018, led by Studio M2. I think that's part of Capcom. Oh, no, sorry. They brought them in. They brought that development team in-house in early 2021. And now it was led by Division 1 team. Many of the staff members of that were uh, from Resident Evil 2 remake. So now they've come back for this one. Mm-hmm. So I guess they have the, the pedigree. And I, I vividly remember the campaign for the Resident Evil 2 remake, where we had like a little guy in front of his with his little t-shirt on in front of a screen like oh we really hope we do a good job with resident evil 2 like being really that's quite a classic about it that's quite a classic japanese thing right like i was, I was thinking yeah. back to the recent video the gameplay trailer of zelda and that's very similar to someone sitting at yeah. a desk going yes thank yeah, you like, please please don't please hate enjoy. this <laughs> yeah 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 um yeah, and apparently they were quite worried about this as well. There's a producer, Yoshiaki Hirabayashi, said he found the idea of remaking Resi 4 challenging because it was already popular. But that's confusing to me because Resi 2 was already popular. Yeah, that's mad. So, obviously not as popular because the top-selling Resident Evil games are like 6, 5, and 4 in that order. But the, I guess so, the, the darlings of the fans, sort of the, the hardcore Resi fans... So I feel like it's all. Maybe yeah. this is not true. My read, as a sort of peripheral Resident Evil fan, is that people that are really into Resi like really, really rate four. Four is the darling. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I think more so, I would have said you should have them being worried about it because of how popular it is, is to be worried about it because of how some would decide. Some would agree that it doesn't even need a remake. I would have been one of those people, okay. vocally saying. What's the point? Code Veronica sat there not getting remade. You could probably it's do the, one again the if you really controls, want. Right? It, that's that's why. It, yeah, it, it must be. If you're tr- if you're trying to sell it to a modern audience, I would say that's why you need a remake. Personally, yeah. KDB would agree, as he said on the previous podcast right mm. at the beginning, where we did some very early impressions. He said he basically can't play the original anymore, which I I'm not on board with. I need but. to tr- I need to try and play the original. I just I, I spoke to you as I really really. It's one of these games that i'm sitting looking at i I was texting you about it earlier Uh, Mm. i really really want to play it but i just don't know where i'm going to find the bloody time to play it yeah maybe if i get it cheap enough because like a fiver is not too much maybe i can get it cheap enough i can play it just to try it i guess when i did i played most of it on switch last holiday i was on i basically just smashed Yeah, that's what i need to do just next time i'm going holiday buy it for switch and then then i've got then i'm sort of stuck on a plane and i've got to play it exactly and it runs really nicely on switch handheld as well so this is i guess it's that age where like right in the switches zone in it where we're like basically game should, yeah a gamecube game there well. we go 20 odd yeah. years old i can handle this boys <laughs> um interestingly actually if you think about uh titanfall 2 again which seems to be coming up quite a lot in referencing how development teams are organized i suppose um the development team for this game was split into three groups that worked on the village the castle and the island separately oh really this is interesting yeah i guess you could do that as long as you've got a sort of art director that jumps between the the three of them making sure everything looks but then it doesn't even need to look cohesive does it because they're so different 
and, and you've already got a blueprint right there. So yeah. it's not like you can really go wrong, just copy what you did in the original. And unfortunately, I mean, I was going to say it's from the era, but even today it's probably largely like that. Like, game stories are made after the game in many, many cases. Yeah. Like the, uh, the one that jumps like to Titanfall mind. Like Titanfall 2? Yeah. And, well, um, Gears of War is another one. Because um, Cliff Blazinski speaks about that in his autobiography, about how he sort of, Gears of War was like this finished product and then they sort of moulded a story around the top. So like even when they released Gears of War, as a surprise to nobody, even when they released Gears hmm. of War 1, they didn't know the answers to the questions that they were asking. Like, why is the, the Locust Queen human, etc.? Really? Yeah. Interesting. It's funny for somebody to like design that character as a woman and go to Cliff and be like, "What do you think to this?" And he goes, "Yep." Yeah. I was like, "Any?" Sorry, can I ask why it's a woman? No, don't worry about it. (laughs) We'll get it in number four. (laughs) We'll figure it out. Just just go with it. Yeah. Apparently, like the main aims for the team for this were like expanding Ashley's characterization, which we'll get into later, uh, and her relationship with Leon, and to make the story more horror focused. As to how the visuals were designed as well to try and make it improve the idea of horror, which I, as a as a person who's played Resident Evil Four more than sort of ten times, I would say they succeeded. It's far scarier than the original. It's this the remake scarier than the GameCube? Oh, hands down. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, the original set, you know, the original sequence in the village is the scariest part of the original game. But I think there are equally scary parts in this game that that move forward later on yeah I, I, I guess we're probably going to touch upon it as we go through the podcast i guess it's just my my read on different types of horrors as i'm eternally fascinated by it so like there's the mm-hmm. and i'm probably jumping ahead slightly but the section where you control ashley that section i didn't find scary because did you not no but it's because they they significantly changed the controls so they remove really any sort of other than the lantern they remove any sort of offensive ability or ashley has mm-hmm. so then mm-hmm. i'm immediately i sort of tune into what they're looking for they're looking for me to run they want me to dodge they want me to try and stay out the way of things whereas like horror in i keep bringing it up but alien isolation there's sections where they don't really change the character's attributes so you don't know what you're going into in a particular room yeah and that's what i find scary because you're almost asked to work it out on the fly whereas this one i knew exactly what it wanted me to do um dead space does does the same thing in that it it doesn't change the way you interact with the environment but it changes the way the enemies interact with you so there's that invincible enemy that scared me more than maybe the ashley section in this game okay for that i mean for for my second New Game Plus playthrough, I was nowhere near as scared because, mm-hmm. like you, I kind of knew what I was expecting from it. I think it's more the the fact that almost all of the game, although you do get swarmed and you get like kind of surrounded by enemies for a lot of this game, and there will be some that come from behind you, mm-hmm. but the fact that you're having to run away so much in Ashley's section meant that almost always the threat was behind you, and it just made me really like anxious and scared the fact that I that's could, interesting I, it could be right behind me and i don't know how close it is to killing me and that last bit where you've got to run around and flick the light switches on oh that bit was scary like yeah that bit out. was that was a bit of scary because i was thinking when you were talking about that i actually found the initial village sequence at the beginning scarier because i didn't know what the game wanted me to do 
and I was really frantically running about. I was terrified in that. I was like, "Oh no, am I in? Am I in trouble in this game? Is this game going to be either frustrating or too scary for me?" But they never does that again. But yeah, I found that it's funny you say yeah. that because I think I had that same reaction to the first sequence of the game, whereas you yeah. obviously knew what you were getting into there. Uh, yeah, but I definitely felt like it was going to be a struggle because. I- I mean, it's really hard to go back now into that first mindset of the village mm. attack because that's one point where I thought, well, I know exactly what's going to happen now. I can I can manipulate this game to my wheels. But, well, it might be the dead zone problem with the, the right analog right. stick that, yeah. that people have complained about. Digital Foundry famously have made a whole point about how it's really bad. But I definitely felt like I was really shit at the game at the beginning and I was missing all my shots and panicking a lot. But second playthrough around, you probably felt that yourself when you restarted it briefly today. That it's yeah, you just don't feel that way anymore. And mercenaries even more so. Exactly. I think I said it to you at the time. I didn't even the way I was interacting with the village the first time around, sort of just trying to stay back and kite people and sort mm. of corridor them. I didn't even set off that cutscene where you go into the house to get the shotgun. Yeah, because I was interacting. He still comes with the through the door a different place, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he still. Don't get yeah. It. Because in the original game, if you don't get the shotgun, he never shows up. Like, you can avoid him completely in that. Oh, can you? Just don't pick up the shotgun, yeah. Oh, so you can do that whole section just by not getting the... Sh- and then pick up the shotgun after the bell goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, I love, I love show that, up. that you can sort of manipulate the game in that way. I love that. Mm. I wish they'd yeah. done that again with this game now that you're talking about. That That's a very interesting... Because that's a... Like, even with the... You can shoot the bell, like, that. that mm. is extremely open to manipulation i'm into that i'm into that yeah i think the only reason they did it do it that way is because they want to keep you on your toes mm-hmm. which fucked me right up because when he exactly. bust through that door yeah. the first time i'm playing it, I'm like, oh, i haven't touched the shotgun what are you doing yeah do you think like, they do it this isn't supposed to happen do you think they do it to keep people like you on their t- and I'm, I'm all into that as well it's like because i feel like mm. you enter games that like this for example that you've played a lot not just you but a person would enter games and they're like, right, I know yeah. what's happening here. I've got this. And then when the game's like, ah, 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 I've got you. I like that as well. Exactly. Yeah, I like no, that. They, they need to like do that. that yeah. They need to do that. Yeah, I mean, every puzzle in this game is completely different from the original. There I like are no that. repeated puzzles whatsoever. Uh, the village, the first part of the village, I believe, is one of the only parts in the entire game that is structure- oh, structurally really? the same. I think everything else is slightly tweaked. Hmm. But we'll get to that because I've got what we're going to do later on is I've got like we'll just go through like the sort of chapters or acts. Okay. And I'll I'll touch on stuff that is in the original and you can tell me how you think that sounds compared to what you've just played. Okay. Yeah, sounds good fun. Actually, speaking of the original, I'll go through some stuff on that. So the development of the first ver- the first game uh, actually began on the PS2 in 1999. And this is what we talked about briefly, I think, on the last pod as well, where like they scrapped a load of versions. They had four proposed versions. The first one was by Hideki Kamiya, which famously then turned into Devil May Cry because it was too far away from Resident Evil. It was like a mad action game. And then other versions were scrapped, like the one that KDB spoke about on the draft podcast until Shinji Mikami took over the directorial, directorial duties uh, for what would be the final version. And then the GameCube version released first in North America on the 11th of January, 2005. We got it in March on the 18th, the day before my birthday, 2005. Do you know what the Capcom 5 is? No. So the Capcom 5 
was a collaboration between Konami and Nintendo to create five GameCube exclusive games to boost hardware sales and demonstrate some third-party support. The five games were PN03, which is like a futuristic sort of third-person shooter that apparently is like a cult classic at this point, uh, and is also the only game rem- that remained exclusive to the GameCube, which is kind of ridiculous considering this was supposed to be five exclusive games for the GameCube. Uh, Beautiful Joe. Dead Phoenix, which was a shoot 'em up that got cancelled, Resi Four, and Killer Seven. Um, I've not played so yeah, any Dead of them. Dead Phoenix, Dead Phoenix got cancelled. PNO Three is the only one that stayed exclusive to the GameCube. Beautiful Joe and Killer Seven got loads of critical acclaim, but only sold sort of modestly. Killer Seven is the game that kind of launched the career of Suda Fifty One. Ah. If you've played it, I don't know if you've played many of his games. Um, Shadows of the Damned is probably one you've probably played. Bit of Shadows of the Damned and a bit of is it Summon Hero? Oh, no more heroes. No yeah. more heroes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, and, and then, did he so not the... do D four Dark Dreams Don't Die or something like that? Did, was that him? Oh, he might have done. He might have done. Played yeah, a little bit he of did that. Lollipop Chainsaw as well, which I believe is getting a remaster for some reason. I, I was I was watching gameplay footage of that recently. I think someone a YouTube channel I watched had played that, and I was I kind of yeah. want to play that. <laughs> so do I. <laughs> <laughs> Killer Seven looks cool. Killer Seven, yeah, I want to play that again. I see. I think that's in my list of games to like catch up on. Because I do have it, or at least I did have it on the GameCube, and I think I got rid of it because it was quite expensive. But I've since rebought it on the PS2, and I think it's been remastered somewhere. So yeah, the GameCube version of Resident Evil Four did not last very long at all. It was on the PlayStation. Sorry, did not last as an exclusive very long at all. It was on the PS2 by the end of the year. Oh wow! Um, Beautiful Joe came to the PS2 with expanded features, and Killer Seven also came out on multiple platforms. So what did I say? North America. GameCube came out on 11th of January, PlayStation 25th of October. So pretty pathetic in terms of a console exclusive. Yeah. Especially when they signed a deal with Nintendo for that. You can get the, you know, you look at my box for the GameCube game, it says only on GameCube. It's quite funny. That was, Um, what happened? Do you know what happened with the, like, there must be some sort of contractual, like, something that fell apart? I actually don't. I don't know that. No, that's a very good point. I'll, I'll have to look into that. I mean, I'm not. No one on listening to the podcast is going to find the answer unless they look into it themselves. But I want to know the answer to yeah. that. Like, why did none of these games stay that way? I think it was probably just because of the modest sales. Capcom probably were like, "Do you care, Nintendo? Yeah, your platform's not big enough to to hold this. We need to branch out. We need to make our money back." Um, but it's not the only platform that Resident Evil Four came to, because it came out on the Wii. In sort of May, July, May to July, two thousand seven. So that's where I've had my brief experience of this game. Was that the only version you played before? I wasn't yeah. sure which one it was that you played. Yeah, but I'd only done to the end of the village section. I think that was all I'd done. I got up to uh, the water, the water hall okay. on the Wii version, and I found that too difficult, and I couldn't, I couldn't do it. I want to play the Wii version again. Isn't that but what we'll, I've heard a few people say that's the de facto version, though? KDB certainly thinks so, doesn't he? Oh, yeah. yeah. Maybe that's you where can I kind up. of move and shoot, I think. Yeah, maybe that's where I've I picked think. That up. Yeah. And then what else did it come out on? iOS in July 2009. Oh and then in April 2010, it oh got like an God. HD port for the iPad. <laughs> what? I suppose that's probably so, okay in 2023 because you can hook up a 
controller to that now, but in 2009, I remember that having awful. it. I don't think it was the full game. Um, and I don't re- remember it being that bad. I think the touch controls weren't terrible. Because okay. again, you can't move while shooting anyway. So yeah. maybe that's what sort of made it easier to do with a crappy no controller. September 2011 came out on the PS3 360. January 2013 came out on Android. August 2016 came out on PS4 and Xbox One. May 2019 it came out on the Switch. And then October 2021 the VR version came out on Oculus Quest 2. So it's been out a fucking shitload of times. It has. In the first 20 days, the GameCube version in North America sold over 320,000 copies. And in Europe it sold its entire 200,000 copies during its first month that it obviously had shipped over there. Apparently in 2007, in January, uh, Capcom said the GameCube version sold a total of 1.6 million copies and the PS2 version sold over 2 million copies. And as of December 2021, the the game across all those platforms I just mentioned sold uh, roughly, well, they said 11.4 million copies on Wikipedia. I've heard different information from that. That's a lot of sales. So, yeah, 2.5 on PS4, Xbox One, 2.3 million on PS2. Or is this overall? 2 million on Wii, 1.2 million on 360 and PS3, 1.8 million on the PC version. It's apparently the third best-selling Resident Evil game behind Resident Evil 6 and Resident Evil 5, according to Game Rant. Okay. I mean, that's pretty good, because at least 5 and 6 are just... They sold mental numbers, especially for what they are. The hype for 6 was crazy. Mm. To only to let a lot of people down, including the two of us. Yeah. We couldn't even play it for the pod. <laughs> that was awful. The current game's doing pretty well. PC, the Metacritic scores for PC is 92, PS5, 93, and Xbox Series X is 91 on Metacritic. And obviously, places like IGN and GameSpot have given it a 10 out of 10. Mm-hmm. It has apparently sold over 4 million copies worldwide already. Capcom announced that Friday. So at time of recording, that's last Friday, 7th of April. It sold 3 million in its first two days of release. Uh, which, So according to the guy who wrote that Itchy Tasty book, that makes it the second fastest selling Resident Evil in history. Although he does expect it to be faster and overtake Resident Evil 6. Because that didn't hit 5 million copies until nearly a, a year after launch. Thank God. reckons this one's going to... So yeah. If we can knock that off the top. I should feel better about that. Be feel better about life in general. Feel better about the world. Yeah, Capcom could probably stop being. I wonder if they are embarrassed that the highest selling Resident Evil game is the one that everybody hates or the one that is the most they should critically be. panned. They should be. They really should. So now we'll move on to general thoughts. And I, the first thing I've got here is story beats and characters. I haven't actually really written down the story. I don't know why. But. As somebody who's come into it completely like for this version mm-hmm. only, what do you what do you think to the sto- what do you think to the story and what do you think to the characters? I thought it was interesting. I, again, like I think I feel like I need to go through this rigmarole on the podcast every time we play a Resident Evil game. But like I, every time I play one, for some reason, it's like I almost need to get my head around the vibe that it's putting out. And once I can kind of get on board with yeah. the vibe, I'm fully on fully in on it, and I, I enjoy it. Like the first time. Leon starts his little quips. I'm like, oh god, this is making me cringe. And then I think I said something like that on a stream, and you were like, oh no, I need more of that. And I was like, oh yeah, yeah. Resident Evil is schlocky. It's a bit silly, and it's meant to be. 
it, it this isn't, was for the original version yeah, of this. Yeah, I'm just trying to think. It's like this is not someone sitting in their bedroom thinking that he's actually cool. He is meant to be a bit silly. So mm-hmm. once I got that kind of shake from you, I was like, oh yeah, I'm quite in on this. Um, a lot of people find Ashley annoying. She didn't bug me really at all throughout the game. I mean, there's probably scars there. Yeah. Certainly scarred by her existence for the last 20 odd years. I definitely, I saw something somewhere say that Leon, like a a plus point of the remake was that Leon now talks like a real person. He doesn't. No, I still think, and I think that's where they were kind of stuck in, and why this game would be so difficult to remake, because the first game is so campy and like B-movie silly that they've tried to make it this one horror focused. And if you go all the way horror focused and serious then you lose all the you know the soul of the original and if you go too close to the original you you can't really make a proper horror game because it is just going to be silly yeah because it's really silly i'll Mm -hmm. tell you some stuff later it's fucking stupid i think i i think i largely liked it if this was my first ever resident evil game i think i would be extremely confused about ada wong because she sort of arrives without context yeah it's never really yeah. given any context and just sort of appears like this cool chick every so often and then leaves and she doesn't even try and help them leave the facility she leaves them to like almost die in the building collapse and then escaping a jet yeah. ski I'm just, I'm, I've, I've sort of got the context of her now from having played a few resident evil games for this podcast yeah i think in isolation really she's a point. bit confusing because they have actually fleshed out well they first of all they flesh out like leon's training and they also flesh out um krauser quite a lot in this game uh, even way okay. more context right okay is that in the original that's game, more like, he came out of absolutely nowhere and i'm just like who the hell is this yeah, guy yeah i think i said it to you at the time i thought he was a guy he must be a guy from a game i've not played because they're speaking like that's you. what i was thinking yeah but no so, but you're right. I didn't even think about the fact that yeah, they've not done anything really to flesh out Ada other than Ashley at one point says something like, "Oh, do you know her?" And then later on, Leon says something about, "Oh yeah, she'll be fine. She can get away out of this situation." Do they ever? That, I know her sort of good bad. Is she good? Is she bad? Thing is a bit of an on a bit of a theme. Do they yeah, ever? It's gone a bit far. Do they clear it up internet, at any point? Like, or is it always a bit? Or is she just a sort of mercenary that uh, goes where she gets paid? Yeah, there is a... Well, I don't actually remember what happens in it, but there is a DLC for the original game called Separate Ways, I think, which is referenced where at some point Leon says, I think it's time we go our separate ways. Genius. But apparently that fleshes out a little bit more of what she's okay. up to. But the end of this game where she's talking to that's Oscar, I found that That's not shocking, in the original. But yeah, because I, I... Okay. Because yeah. I, I saw that and I was like, oh my... Oh, I didn't... I was not expecting that. <laughs> yeah. Because I... She seems like someone who's like a bit murky, but I think if... A bit like... um, She always sort of struck me as a bit like Chloe from the uh, Uncharted games in that she's a bit... A bit of a naughty yeah. one, but when she's really pushed, she's going to revert to good yeah to do the right thing sort but of she's thing, working yeah. with wesker so i don't think she can't be that good or does she not know what that boy's about maybe i don't know well she kind of changes it there doesn't she at the end when he tells her when he starts saying, oh, yeah. like the, the ridiculous plan out loud, like yeah billions are gonna die mate 
She's like, oh, uh, turn my helicopter around there. Yeah, okay, just turn the hand. Really turn. weird, like, turn of back. Yeah, <laughs> like, well, that was easy. Maybe she is a bit of a um, Chloe then. I've turned myself back around, don't I? She's quite, I wouldn't say entirely helpless, but she's definitely a lot more naive in Resi 2 when you first meet her. I can't mm. remember what they did to her I need to, to go back and remake. play Resi 2 now I've got a bit of context, because I think that yeah. was, I mean, I've played one a couple of times, and a bit, I've mostly played it with a guide. Two is the one I the remake. I think even properly. Like I played, obviously played other ones as a kid, but not right through. Two remake mm. was probably the first one I can think of that we went deep into, or like I we properly, that one. I properly played. Yeah, yeah. So I don't remember now, but I would be interested to go back with a bit of context to her now. Yeah, it's just like the change in her from two to this. Even the original of this is really jarring. Is that the problem that people seem to have? Because I thought she was the voice. The voice acting was totally okay to me. I didn't get what the problem. The, the was. problem, yeah. The the problem in yeah people on the internet who are pathetic have is that she's they think she did a really shit job. And it sounds like she's just reading it off her sheet and not trying. And I can. The only thing that I found weird about her voice is that first of all she sounded a bit like Roseanne from that old TV show. Right. Maybe it just didn't register with me. I think people expect her to be some kind of like temptress or something. So she's supposed to be like sultry and sexy, where in this case, in this game, she does kind of sound as if she's a little bit like over it and just really kind of not charmed by Leon anymore. I and she's got no she time for his bullshit. To be like that rather than. Yeah, I would have, of course. Of course. As ever, people on the internet maybe. I don't know. I don't, I want to say maybe have a point, maybe, but the the reaction to it and the way they go about voicing that opinion is, is completely outrageous. Yeah, of course, exactly. But I mean, in terms of like um, like her character okay in me. Resident Evil Two to the character in Resident Evil Four is is very, in my opinion, really different. Okay, almost like there's some sort of change that happens. Even in the remake, moment. sorry, am I following properly? Like the re, because I yeah. guess you got to follow. I guess she's in my now, head, the like remake kind of timeline secret. is now different from the original timeline oh, i don't know I, I guess the time it's star the trek games itself is supposedly the same i would have thought i can't remember what happens to in the remake of two that's what's going to bother me for this whole thing now because in the original two it's like she falls off some sort of ledge and it looks as if she's died and then they bring her back in the original resident evil 4 and she's kind of like a secret agent super sexy spy woman <laughs> who like the first interaction she has with leon a man that she last basically told she loved before she fell, sort seemingly fell to her death. First thing she does now is like try and beat the shit out of him until he says like you should use knives for close combat or whatever it is that he says. Oh yeah, and then that that other guy, you find out where he got that line from. Yeah, they're obsessed with it. Yeah, they're obsessed with like close combat knife attacks. Yeah. <laughs> well, he is. What, he is an absolute boy. He can like parry chainsaws and axe throws with his knife. Hey, Leon is a good student. If nothing else, he is. He's a, he's a, even though if he has been forced into it by the president, which was not really part of it either in the original, like he wasn't forced to be this government agent. I don't, I don't really think it was even sort of panned out or even explained like why he was working for whatever it is that he's working for the president for. So he's, yeah, it was just like why is he? Why was he in like a, a local police department and now he's looking for the president's daughter? But oh, yeah. now they've kind of fleshed it out a little bit at the beginning of this game it sort of says you know he was you got that picture of the president like tapping him on the shoulder and he looks really sad and then he has to do these like 
training missions with Krausers, teaching them about a knife fight. Those training missions apparently are in the uh, Dark Side Chronicles on the Wii. There's like a oh, whole really? part of that game is you and Krauser doing missions in the jungle. Because I, and I'm I'm gonna have to just Google this, but like trying to like connect all these dots together in my head, I'm finding extremely difficult. So that anime sort of CGI anime style Netflix cartoon thing I watched um, oh, yeah. after I'd finished the Netflix live action TV show. Um, yes, he works for the president in that. And he ends up, like, Does he? yeah, and night the, and then in six actually. Now we're thinking about it. You're in the White House, are you not at the start of six. Yeah, he's having a chat with him. Yeah, I'm confused. Yeah, because that's right. Because he calls the president Adam or something, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Can't imagine a president being called Adam. No, Ad- President Adam. No, 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 no. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about Ashley because you said people find her annoying. You don't know why. I mean. I do find her incredibly annoying. I found her chat shit, but her gameplay was okay. What, when she says that she's a master of unlocking after she's just basically lifted a bar on a door? <laughs> yeah, and then Which she is goes... supposed to be a reference to Jill in the oh, is it? Resident Evil game. She also goes, how dare you besmirch Jill like that? I was when I was playing, I was like, what are you talking about? She's like, oh, I'm really good at this. And then she was just like turning a wheel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then later on, she's like, oh, we could go, we should be partners. And he says she can handle herself. She can't. She can't even, like, every time she jumps off a ledge, you've got to go underneath her and press X or something so that she can, you can catch her. <laughs> cool. That was even worse in the original game because then that was when you could, like, look up her skirt and she'd have a go at you and stuff. They've taken all of that out, obviously. <laughs> I mean, I will, I, will, I will respect her and the developers of her for giving representation to the unfit human being like myself. Oh, my she can't God. Her go more than a few thing. steps yeah. without being fucking gasping for air. I appreciate that. <laughs> I do. I feel. I feel heard. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I'm. I'm getting pretty good at this. Like, love. You're not. What planet are you on? <laughs> the only thing she's good at is hiding in bins and lockers, which she still does, like reluctantly. I just find it so funny. She was like, ah, "We could be a team," and I was just like, "Please no, <laughs> please no." Now, yeah, that part is funny. And at the end, she also says something like, "Um." Oh, I can speak to my dad, see if I can get you to be my like personal bodyguard. At the end of the original game, she basically asks Leon if he wants to fuck her, and he says no. Yeah. <laughs> you're you're annoying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that got me for looking up your skirt like 10 hours ago. Why are you now asking me if you want to bang? Like, no. You can bang. I mean, you don't want to get involved with the president's door. There's way too much like red tape going on there. You don't, you, you can't be dealing with that. No, 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 no. You don't want to be doing that at Christmas dinner, do you? Talking to the president. Oh, imagine that Christmas dinner. Leon, Adam, and uh, Ashley. Yeah. <laughs> Pre him killing him or whatever it is he does in six. Does he kill him in six? Oh, yeah. Does he turn oh, and then Leon... Does he just... shoot him? Um, oh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, we've erased... We've rightly erased that from our minds. Who else is in this game? Ramon Salazar, the little wee man with his... Little wig, it's, I think. I'm going to be wig. tormented by him to the end of time because there's a his voice is like something I've seen on a TV show. Oh yeah, and I cannot place it. I was sitting the whole the whole time, probably not taking in what he said because I was just thinking, well, "Who are you? What voice is this reminding me of?" I just couldn't do it. You'll get yeah. you'll get a text from me in like ten years' time where it'll just come back to me. <laughs> it better not just be you playing the original and being like, "Oh, it reminds me of this guy." <laughs> um, he was all right. He was quite funny i guess 
Yeah, again, he was a lot weirder and like sort of campy in the original Resident Evil 4. Uh, so how do you feel then, love- what I'm picking up here is that it seemed to have dialed down the camp quite a bit. Yeah. But how have, do you yeah. feel about that? Because you like that in Resident Evil, don't you? You're all about the camp. I like the ridiculousness of Resident Evil 4, yeah. And I guess it, it wasn't, it wasn't so, so much jarring, but it was like surprising, I guess, to play this. Was it surprising? I mean, I knew they were going to go this route with it, but when you're playing it and you, you're waiting for the silly shit to happen mm. and it doesn't happen, I guess that part is not disappointing, but it's, it, just, it just makes it a different experience. I just know that I'm not playing the same kind of game that I was back then. And they've got a, a different... And to be fair, a lot of the choices that they made in the directions that they took this game do make a lot more logical sense, mm-hmm. which we will get to later on. And that, like even down to the fact that... And I, I can't remember who I've seen point this out, but the fact that like Leon shoots people in cutscenes more logically than he didn't do in the first game. So, for example, there's one part where Ramon is just chatting shit at him he just like, starts shooting him. He's like, he says, you talk too much, and then like shoots him in the head, which has already been used in that Botchamania thing for you talk too much. They've already used that on one of the Botchamania videos. Um, and he also shoots Sadler as well, which is, I can't remember what video it was again. It might have been outside Xbox or something, but they were saying like it's really good that for the first time seemingly in, in any video game ever, <laughs> a man with a gun is stood feet away from the evil man and actually tries to shoot them <laughs> rather than letting them talk or, or run away. <laughs> yeah, so the, uh, props to them for that, and I agree with that point wholeheartedly, that it's great that Leon just decides to stop pulling guns and shooting at people. Yeah, he takes no shit. fed up of their bullshit. I quite like that. Yeah. In the original game, he throws a knife at the guy's hand, at Ramon's hand, Instead of shooting him, he like cobs a knife and it gets stuck in his hand as he's leaning on a wall and he has a little cry. And um, you know when he's like talking to you and he's got that like sort of a speakerphone tube thing that he's yeah. talking into and he's like, yeah. In the in the original, like Leon shoots the receiving end of that, like so that it makes a really loud noise. <laughs> and then Ramon like goes Aah! and sort of runs off. In this version, apparently you can actually shoot them yourself, oh, which I think you? is quite cool. Oh, yeah, he doesn't do it in a cutscene, which again I was waiting for. Mm. But I didn't realise that when he's taunting you, you can just shoot one and he buggers off. He stops talking, <laughs> which is quite cool. Uh, Luis. Luis is in this game way more than he is in the first. Okay. He, he survives a hell of a lot longer. He dies in a different way oh, from does a he? different person's hand. Yeah. What do you think to, to him? He, he's a, like... Uh, yeah, I don't know. They tried to make him more suave. But he was trying to be suave in the first one as well. He talks about um, the size of Ashley's boobies in the first game which they again wisely cut out of this one perhaps yes um yeah he's, he's all right he is he's a classic sort of i don't know what i what i it's probably this is probably not accurate but i would i would call him a classic sort of japanese game tv show cool guy trope leather jacket yeah. smokes yeah thinks he's great calls him i feel like if you call yourself a ladies man you're not a ladies man though yeah that's true but yeah he's all right he was quite irritating but then by the time he died i was like oh that's a shame he's gone i, I very much enjoyed his presence in the minecart section he was quite yeah, he's f- not there in the original game at all is he dead by then I, he's, I assume. He, he's dead by mm-hmm. then yeah yeah i mean I, you do that part all again yourself. much like a lot of the schlockiness in the resident evil games i grew to love it after an initial like oh 
Like, they then come round yeah. and think, oh, yeah, I quite like this, actually. Yeah, I don't mind him in this game. Um, I don't love him. I wasn't upset when he died, overly. No, and it's quite funny because in the original game when he dies, Leon probably goes like, Louise! <laughs> but every time you die in the game, every time you fail and get a game over because Ashley's died, he just goes, oh no. It's so funny. <laughs> like the difference between the two death scenes because I watched it back and saw all the YouTube comments going on about how little he cares when Ashley dies but when Louise is dead. A man he's met like three times in his life. He's just like, nah! <laughs> They apparently flesh Luis out like way more in this game. He was like the place you find him. And actually, when you first find Luis in this game, there's like a you go into a house and there's like a banging noise. Mm-hmm. In the original game, you go into a house and there's a banging noise, and it's Luis in like a cupboard trying to bang on the door. But in this game, it's a it's a enemy banging. Oh, on the I floor. love that. So again, they fuck with your head thinking you're going to walk and find Luis, but it's actually an enemy you've got to kill. I love and he's that. in like a body bag. But talking about like enemies that jump out on you, I think after that donkey video, the enemy in the toilet is my favourite enemy in any game oh, ever. Oh, it's so good. Especially because you run upstairs and he just sort of resets himself and wanders back to the yeah. toilet. It's so good. <laughs> just likes well, I mean, being yeah, in there. He, he was definitely caught short, so he's obviously had to cut the shit <laughs> off. Like, <laughs> his I anus. can go finish. He's gone upstairs yeah. again. <laughs> he definitely hasn't wiped. I mean, he's pooing through his trousers, yeah. which is a weird start. <laughs> Las Plagas is a bad virus, man. You don't want it. Um, but yeah, apparently Luis, something to do with like he, where you find him is the house that he actually grew up in. And there's like, I mean, you and I will do a disservice to everybody listening to this podcast because I can guarantee, I know I didn't, and I know you won't have read any of the notes that you pick up in the fucking no, game. No, <laughs> I was getting through that. But there's loads of stuff from Luis there about like how the... Um, the Undertaker, Vitoris Mendez, like one of the pictures I think is of Luis with his dad, and apparently his dad got on really well with the Mendez guy, the one who looks like the Undertaker. Right, okay. And he was like a really good guy, apparently, like the chief of the village. He used to go around talking to the elderly people and caring for the sick, and he was like a really good guy. But then Las Plagas proper fucks him up, and all the church people come in and take over and start like doing sacrificial. I assume Mendez and- is meant to be a bit like. He's just had, he's got real vibes, is it Mr. X from Resident yeah. 2 and 3 True. Yeah, Nemesis vibes mm-hmm. too. They all seem to have, yeah, need to have big a guy big, that can in, take like, a bullet. Unkillable bastard. And they've always got a hat on and a, a big leather jacket. That's a good point, yeah. Sumi's got the same brand of virus in him as they did. I know they do link it all together. Did they not link it all together in Village? Hmm. Yeah, this, is, this is where you need to listen to like first aid spray or yeah, a proper Resident Evil podcast. Yeah, folks. there's that section at the end, isn't it? Where it basically just there's yeah. like loads of bits of paper. Yeah, actually, that's the one bit I did read in that game. I sat and read all those bits of paper because I think you told me to, and that was interesting. That, um, but I've obviously yeah. forgotten it since. Yep, it's getting old and playing lots of games. It's so That'll funny it. to think back. I remember the first time I played like a Resident Evil game start to finish. It was Resident Evil Five. And I was at uni. I remember, I think I've said this to you before, I was in a Tim Connor lecture in the IT labs. <laughs> and I was sitting, just basically like reading the Resident Evil wikis. Just, just like reading about all the lore and stuff. And I can't believe the game that made me read Resi lore was Resi 5. Yeah. That's the one that got me, folks. Not, not 2, not 4, not 3, not 0, 5. It's, yeah, it's really funny that you... Because um, you were a PlayStation guy that you just didn't 
didn't get in on the Resident Evil train yeah. back in the day. I did play them. Like, so like I, I owned, I think I owned one in, well, I, cert- I don't know about one, but I certainly owned two. And then I got to... What was your, what was your jam back then? What's your, what was your jam as a kid? On PS1. Like, like you get your PlayStation with what, your first console kind of properly? Properly, yeah. Buying games for yourself, maybe? Um, what, what, sports games what's, what's and like Tony Hawk, Cool Borders. Yeah. Uh, Try to think of like like Croc, like platformers was mm-hmm. was my jam. Mm-hmm. So like when I, even when I got a Nintendo sixty four, I went straight to games like Mario sixty four and Banjo Kazooie. Yeah. So it was, yeah, it was like platformers, but then also I did get into the odd sports games. So FIFA I was big into. Yeah. Um, I loved uh basketball and a, Tiger Woods two thousand and four. Tiger Woods, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, it was it was mainly platformers, and then first person shooters okay. became a thing, and I was I was mad into them third person shooters. Yeah, and, okay, I can kind of see. And then I sort of graduated to the like the Uncharted series and stuff like that. It's it's funny. I think like if if you like our our opinions on games are broadly similar, but I think if you looked at yeah. how we came up through the video game industry, we've come up in two mm. separate paths. Like I was very Absolutely. much, I, I I wasn't even interested in RPGs until Oblivion came along. Like the Western RPGs is, I'm all about those. Whereas the JRPG yeah. wasn't something I ever jived with. It was like Oblivion yeah, and then Fallout. And that's what got me into RPGs. And then, I, then it was like Mass Effect after that. And then after that, I was like, oh, I really like Metal Gear Solid. I played that start to finish on ps1 that's anime as shit so i, I mean yeah. that undermines everything i've just said well yeah we are still siphon filter i don't siphon filter yeah i can see how you've avoided it i mean you know a lot of the third person shooter boom mm-hmm. that came with the early 360 era is, is largely credited to the original I basically got scared off gears of, of war uncharted they're all apparently sort of heavily influenced by yeah, you, 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 um, and yeah, wave. and it's interesting to see that now, um, because I, I think you commented on it. It was like the three, the the Rob Aldridge three save thing, and that's like yeah. that comes from both um, corrupted saves in the Elder Scrolls games, and also uh, Resi Two. Like I played that up to the section where the dog jumps through the, it's like you know, like the glass window. It's like it's like an interrogation yeah. room. And I was too. Yeah, I had no. Yeah. I had no health. I was too injured to cope with it. And I was. I only had one safe. So I was like, "Well, that's me done." <laughs> and then just moved on. Oh yeah. So, oh, my dad was just yeah, really like massively like, don't ever do just one save because then you can't go back if you go wrong. Kind of stuck with me forever. It's like always three saves, always like in or in order. Then you go back to the first yeah. one. You've done the third yeah. one. Yeah. Um. It's a smart man. We could, I mean, I was going to talk about the guns. Let's do, we can do a quick chat about like our loadout. Okay. Um, they're largely the same, but did, I found out some stuff today. The, the first handgun that you get, the SG-09R, mm. the one that you start with, uh, that's this pistol from Resident Evil 2 because cool. it says Kendo on the side. It's got oh, Kendo cool. engraved on it if you zoom in, who's the Robert Kendo is the, the owner of the gun shop in Resident Evil 2. And the combat knife that you have is the one that's given to you by marvin the policeman who's dying in the police station oh i like that he hands you a knife that and it even says that in the in the description of the weapon in, in this game it says like oh he's, he's been by his side ever since he got it in the rpd or whatever that's pretty cool yeah that is cool um but yeah guns what is your favorite that that shotgun the what was it the the riot one 
Yeah, yeah, I loved that. Yeah, because like I did laterally move on to the the other shotgun striker. Yeah, but it's not as accurate. It's got a bigger spread. At least yeah. on the screen. I'm, I'm, yeah, I think if I was to go back and play a th- yet another new game plus, I would probably try and max that stat, the stats out on that gun and give that one a run. Oh, yeah, because obviously, yeah, once see. you level up, it must come in, right? Mm-hmm. Mm. Def- definitely the, yeah, the power of that gun is the highest mm-hmm. in the game. There's a sawn-off shotgun you can get somewhere as well, I think. I was, I was like, oh, I've played that, it. but I think that was Gears of War Judgment. <laughs> it was. I'm it was. I'm remembering. I love the sword of shotgun in that, by the way. Um, um, yeah, I like that, and I, I, I am such a mark for a night, a good pistol in a game. So, like, once I got that, yeah, is it Red, Red nine. nine or something? Yeah, mm-hmm. with the stock in the back, I was, I would always default to that. I yeah. did not get. Oh, I, I can't, and it's, it's again, it's this is me rather than the game. I cannot get on with. The change in perspectives from the when you get a rifle with a scope on it, I, I struggle, really struggle with that. I don't mind the the rifle because that's specifically long range. Mm-hmm. Yes, so I'm kind of wanting it that. But mm-hmm. the the assault rifle that you get was horrible. Mm-hmm. Been that off almost immediately. The one that goes actually first person. We were playing. Did you use that? Yeah. Um, no, I don't think so. I think I instantly sold it. But the one I got was I was playing Mercenaries today. Luis has got a sort of bolt action rifle with a scope on it. And I was struggling oh, with yeah. the scope, so I took the scope off, and it goes first person, oh. and it, it made it worse. <laughs> so, oh, does it? Yeah. Well, for me, it makes it worse because it makes it go first person. Yeah. But it's very—it's probably a maybe a thing you could get your head around because it just then instantly starts working a bit like a one of like a Garand, but not the Garand. What's the German bolt action rifle? The oh, I can't remember. The, wet, the Gewehr. Some, yeah, that's. That's very close to it, yeah. Um, It works like one of those. Yeah, we use quite different weapons because I can't. I I think my gun I used was the black tail. I think that's what it's called. Like the basically the fourth handgun you get. Is that the semi-auto? No, that's the Matilda. No, 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 no. I thought I was just going to chew through ammo with that. I thought it's Mm. just no, not worth going near. I only got it to try and get the get all weapons achievement. It's basically the fourth pistol that you can get from the merchant. It's got like quite a high rate of fire and it's quite powerful because you've got the first one, which is the one I just said, and you've got the Punisher, which is the one that can like shoot through enemies. Mm-hmm. Then the Red Nine, which was your one, and then the Black Tail, I think, was the one I used. Yeah, the Red Nine was. It was it got a, it's got a much slower rate of fire, doesn't it? But I did. Um, it does. I, I was fine with it. It was good fun. Um, how do you think? Well, I mean, I've got like a little note here that says how I really like how reactive the enemies are to being shot. I don't know if that's a relevant point in 2023 anymore, but I love the fact that you can shoot them in the knees and they drop to their knees. You can shoot them in the arms. Sometimes their arms fall off or they'll just like drop a Molotov on themselves. Oh my God. See, when you point blank shoot someone with a shotgun for the first time and their body just like disintegrates and like (gasps) if you shoot them like there, like half their body just comes out. Oh my God. Yeah. (laughs) Love that. Yeah, you can really cut a dude in half. Yeah, that is massively improved from the original. Um, How do you think this compares to recent Resident Evil games? So I'm talking specifically like Village 2, the 2 remake and the 3 remake. Because you've played all of those, haven't you? Have you played the three remake? I've not, I've, my, not played, I mean, I've played about maybe an hour of the three remake. This is the I problem. Can see is why that... they were so nervous about getting this right, because mm. obviously they cut a lot out of three, and people were pissed off about it. So I, I can see why they were worried about doing this one properly, and they, they definitely went all out to make sure this is not 
too short or whatever mm. like three was i liked it um i'm trying it's been a few years since i've played two so i'm, I'm struggling mm. to sort of authentically compare those but i i enjoy i remember really liking two i really have played about an hour of three really liked what i played i just got distracted by something else or probably had to play another game for a podcast um yeah i like four a lot and i'm a big fan of the the <laughs> i think i enjoy the combat perhaps in latterly in the games and i do the first person one so there's a section in village where you are who's the guy it's not Chris like Redfield. Chris Redfield, and it turns into a yeah. shooter. I don't think the engine yeah. or the... I mean, it's fun, that section, but I'm not sure the engine or the sort of pace of the game is maybe built to be able to handle that properly. It's certainly not mm-hmm. as fluid as, like, obviously, like a Call of Duty or something, which is essentially what they're yeah. shooting for in that... Shooting for? It's essentially it what really they're going for like in it. that section, yeah. Um, it yeah. just highlights that it's not that. I think so because of like that sort of thing. I, maybe I think I prefer the combat in the third person ones better, but I think I do too. Um, I think everybody probably does. I found Village scarier. Yeah, and I the like bit when you're in that like wheat field or whatever, and there's the, like just rustling. Oh going my god, on. the wheat Fucking field! Terrifying. I, I even I found. And I like, and again, going back to this old thing, that's like a David trope at this point, it's probably on the bingo card, like the way they explore the horror genres in mm-hmm. Seven, well, Village specifically. They obviously don't do that so much in this. Um, I've also, I was also thinking the other day, I wonder, I don't know how to put this into words, and I'm not even sure I fully believe this myself, but the thing that keeps coming back to my head is I think I prefer sort of, of the remake third person ones i i prefer the sort of first two thirds more than i prefer the latter two thirds so there's like obviously like a point where it sort of flips and just goes mad there's, there's always that point in resi games um i quite liked it and i was sort of ready for it in village when it did it and you ended up in that tank i think <laughs> i prefer the earlier sections of resident evil 4 to the latter section. I think that's generally a, is that, I heard is some, that controversial? something today describe the island as the controversial island section. Apparently people clearly don't like that. I mean, I remember very distinctly like reviews at the time pra- praising Resident Evil 4 for how how frequently it would refresh itself yeah. and change the environment and change the pacing and but the last section is a bit stodgy. Yeah. The regenerators are annoying i suppose they're supposed to be scary yeah i I found them annoying (laughs) yeah but i mean that was obviously their biggest change towards the end of the game is to introduce them which on paper is a cool idea Mm -hmm. but in this one they're they're just such a fucking pain in the ass yeah they're so fast like they run at you like how am i supposed to carefully snipe a very small blob inside this body when he's running at me, and I wasted like I constantly would waste all my sniper ammo, and have to use like a magnum bullet to try and finish him off. Yeah, yeah, I had the same thing. I think I ended up just trying to like take their legs off and run off and do what I had to do, and then just keep running. You just kind of have to give up. Yeah. yeah. Did you? We'll get. I mean, I'm jumping way ahead now, but I had to look up a guide to find that wrench, or did you figure that? out? No, I had to look up a guide as well because I had no idea yeah. what it wanted me to do <laughs> no, in that like, section. And I was like, I, I see. Can't. I've been in every room where there's no wrenches in yeah. any of the rooms. <laughs> Yeah, I did exactly the there's same. A, there's a fucking note in the game that you pick up in that room that clearly says that there's like a tool inside it or something. And I think I had already didn't picked up it. that note and I just didn't read it. Yeah, and I probably read it as yeah. well, yeah. I probably just skimmed it and went, okay, fine, whatever. 
um, the shooting gallery. Fucking hell. Did you do any more of the shooting gallery? No, no. I was, I kind of realised that I could get through without doing it, so I sort of did a bit yeah. of it, and then I was like, I'm, I hit a point where I just wasn't having any fun with it whatsoever, so I was like, no, I've got to move on or I'm going to end up hating this game. <laughs> yeah. In the first game as well, it annoys the piss out of me, even though I can't stop playing it. And in this game, did exactly the same thing. <laughs> like I told you, I spent an hour trying to get a, whatever it was. Can you remember what the best charm you got was? I had, so I had two gold charms. Oh, one nice. of them was um, minus one gunpowder for crafting. And the other one was like 8% faster running speed. <laughs> I mean, there's like not even a tangible like increase in the running speed, but. Yeah, they're probably both good. The gunpowder one's really good. Yeah, and then I had one of Ashley, which was like um, 50% more healing from health or something, from herbs, I think. Right, okay. But I fucked around with it so much because I had, I ended up doing so many of these and getting so many charms that I had one for like 50% cheaper knife repairs, 50% cheaper Oh, so you have to like stop, attach the charm, repair your knife stop you can't even do it unless you're at a typewriter which which obviously is right next to the merchant every single time what a faff but every time i'd go up to the merchant i'd go right i need to get my my cheaper knife repairs my cheaper body armor repairs i had one that was like um you get like 100 percent or something more profit from selling healing items so in the second playthrough because i didn't need any of the yellow herbs anymore i'd put that one on and then sell my yellow herbs and get like six thousand yeah, I like the mecha- I like the idea of it mm-hmm. because at first when I was just getting these little things, little charms for the case, I was like, "What the fuck? Why am I putting these on? These are useless. They just they look shit." And I'm not looking at this menu enough. And then I realised they actually had stats, and I don't mind that. Uh, yeah, That's a totally yeah. New edition. It made it be the quality of life if they just let you stick all the charms on. Like, are you really breaking the game that much? Well, at least let me swap them out yeah. rather than having to go to a fucking typewriter. Mm-hmm. In the original game, you would just get money. for. You'd have to go do the shooting gallery till you get to a certain score and then he'd give you like 10,000 pesetas or something. That's a cool idea. And you'd get like little models, but these ones you actually get. This The only problem with this is that the little like the gacha mechanic. So you've got to fucking put your coins in. Because mm-hmm. I had once, you may have even been watching me play it, I had one scenario where I had three gold medals and I kept getting a shitty grey, like, common charm. And I was reloading my save over and over again, and it was the same one every time. Oh. I was like, well, that's not random, that's then, not is random it? That's not random at all. There's no RNG there. You're making me have this shit one. Yep. Not cool. Speaking of not cool, they've added fucking microtransactions in after reviews have gone out. That's bullshit. That's a standard trick these utter, days. Utter bullshit. Yeah. Shame on you, Capcom, for that. Yeah, well, that's, not, that's, that's rotten. That's rotten. Yeah. Do it or don't do it. Have caught it. The game's not that challenging to unlock everything. It's just not. No. Because you know why they've done it. That's dirty. Well, to to what? To avoid being... To avoid it being commented on in reviews, yeah. And to avoid being criticised. But you're going to get criticised for it anyway. But, I mean, at that point, they've already sold 4 million copies. So maybe they don't give a shit. I don't know. Yeah. And people that that are going to be motivated by that have already got the game. If you're Googling Resident Evil 4 reviews, there's going to be no mention of it, is there? I would, I would just go back nope. and update my review if I owned a website. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, you've done it when the game's been out long enough that anyone who's bought the game pre- prior to that should have unlocked whatever it is that you're trying to get them to pay for. Yeah. 
because it's again it's not that difficult that's the thing that's annoying that, that i was going to say it almost annoys me more but it annoys me equally in a different direction is that like they're not egregious i.e like it doesn't feel like the game is weighted to not do it mm. so why do it at all yeah it's nasty it's, it's I, would, I would probably pay if you could let me i, I wouldn't pay but if you added some DLC of like extra costumes and stuff now, that's so much less annoying than like, yeah. oh, you can pay to get that gun that you could have unlocked if you just don't want to play the game to get it. Mm. No, I do want to play the game. I bought it. Yeah. The, yeah, you're totally right. The classic pay to play, pay to play the game you've paid money for less. Yeah. You're paying not to play a game that you've already paid to play. <laughs> it doesn't. It's so illogical, and yeah, I bet you people have done it. Yeah, I bet you people have done it, and yeah, it just goes back to this is where we seem old, and that it's something that used to be a cheat code twenty years ago. Yeah, and yet if we're seeming old, we're the ones who should have less time on our hands and should be the ones that they're trying to go after, I guess, to pay our way through it. But it's just are. impatient little teenagers again, isn't it? Yeah. Daft. Okay. Anyway. I'm going to talk briefly now about the changes, the, like the overall mm-hmm. notable differences in this game, and then I'll go into the more like minutiae of changes okay. once we get into like acts and stuff. So obviously the key one is that you can move and shoot at the same time. We've already gone over that. Yep. The payoff for that apparently seems to be there's no not a laser sight on pretty much any of the guns other than a couple of pistols, whereas in the original you had it on everything. Yeah, they put it back in the... Or is it that just the type of gun you've got in mercenaries? I think that's the type of gun you've got in mercenaries. That was the first time I'd. That's honestly the first time I've seen it (laughs) in the whole time I was playing. Yeah, I think it it took me like halfway through my run to be like, oh, I've got the laser sight on. I didn't even pay attention to that. Just didn't. It didn't like twig with me Mm. in my head that I was playing with a gun with a laser sight on, which is (laughs) stupid because I'm complaining that I want the laser sight back. So obviously, I'm full of shit. There's auto saving in this game. That's not in the original. Obviously, you had to save at typewriters. With a with a ink ribbon, I think. I'm fine with the ink ribbon being be gone. I would have been okay. Big time. I would have been okay if the autosave was gone. If you play unprofessional, it is gone. Okay. So if you ever really want to get your balls out, play unprofessional, <laughs> there is no autosave. The merchant challenges were not in the original game other than, I think, two instances of the blue medallions, and you would get the same gun that you got in this game. Okay. But spinels in the original Resident Evil 4 were just like a shit treasure. And now they are this trading mechanic, which is entirely new, where you trade certain spinels with them to get things like stocks, yeah. treasure maps. Your ticket like your ticket for that upgrade, which I never got enough to get that. Oh, I got one of those. What did you spend it on? Whatever gun that needed it. I, I got all of them by the end of my second playthrough, yeah. I think I probably put it on... For that one, I'd probably put it on the shotgun, I guess. I The first run, I'm, I think I had it on the shotgun and the pistol. Because, again, you get most of your ammo for that. And we've already spoken about the shooting range with the medals and the customising of your attaché case. Knife durability. That wasn't in the original game, but apparently was in Resident Evil 2 Remake. And I did not remember that your knife could break in that as well. So Leon's been breaking that knife for two whole games now. That was gifted to him. <laughs> Ungrateful bastard. I kept assuming I was going to get an, an unbreakable knife at some point, but it just never happened. I believe uh, Kelsey was saying that 
the one that you can unlock for getting like an A rating if you play it on hardcore and get an A rating, you get a knife that if you um power it up like all the way to the exclusive power up thing you then that becomes unbreakable yeah, apparently. Okay. One of the things you'll be breaking your knife doing in this game is parrying, which is not in the original game, and neither are stealth kills. Oh really? I I like both of those. The parrying is ridiculous but fun for me. Yeah. I like the parrying as well. You're really good at it. You in that mercenaries mode today seem to have like some kind of zen <laughs> just like inert reaction that you just <laughs> press it whenever you I never press it. I'm always staring down the sights, but you seem to just be able to instinctively put your gun down and parry. It's amazing. Like, you're really, really yeah. good at it. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, it's all those years of hating myself playing Dark Souls games, but you've played far more of those than I have. Well, it's actually quite funny that you mentioned that, because in this game, I did notice that you can actually do, like, a backstab effectively on enemies that have seen you. You can just walk around the back. If you can somehow get round behind them, you can still stab them in the back. Nice. With the RT prompt, oh, even though yes. they're still seeing you. Proper. There's probably some stupid videos of me going like round in circles for like two minutes, <laughs> just trying to stab a guy and save some ammo. Um, the, I mean, the, the the stealth kills that you can do, um, you can use on the blind guys as well. Apparently, if you crawl, if you creep up behind them, that's the way you're supposed to take them down, rather than shooting them in the back. Oh, the, the blind guys with a thing on their back. If you if you just crouch and walk up to them. You can stab them from behind. Oh, could, yeah, okay, because they're blind. There'd be no prompt for that. I was too frantic. Yeah. I, I knew, obviously knew they were blind, oh, God, but yeah. I was just, my brain was not, I was like, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. <laughs> they've got to die. So I was just yeah. unloading on them. Yeah. And that's another time where I would have wasted Magnum bullets by missing or something and getting really annoyed. There's such a commodity, a Magnum bullet, that if, I, if you miss any shot with them, you just, you might, I feel like a total piece of shit. <laughs> I'm so upset with myself. <laughs> They're such commodity. They're such a commodity in Resident Evil games, and I think this is this almost does like the opposite effect. Is, is that I just don't ever engage with magnums in Resident. I was, th- games. I was thinking I don't remember seeing you use a magnum. Did you even get the second magnum? No. The Killer Seven. And I th- if I did get it, I would have instantly. Do you find it? Because I would have just instantly sold it. I just don't engage with magnums. Probably yeah, but it's called the Killer Seven, so we've already talked about why ah. it's called the Killer Seven. And it was in the original game, obviously. Um, one thing I found out today is that when you do the melee attacks on people, so you know, you like, I, I remember it's quite funny because at the beginning, when I watched you play on Twitch, and I noticed that, um, like me, we really you were sort of struggling to handle how intense the start of the game is, and I was like, oh, my classic technique is shoot them in the knees and melee them, and I remember then seeing you aim at knees every time, yep. and I thought I've bro- I've broken the lad. He's like he's just going to play this this way now, and he's going to be kneecapping. Everyone. It did because like, it was such a good tactic though. It's like excellent because you just shoot him in the knee and run up an A, and and then if there's like multiple enemies near and he does that kick, he takes yeah. up takes out multiple enemies. It's such a good yeah. crowd management tactic. You feel low yeah. on ammo. The the melee attack apparently not apparently I've I've seen it makes a bone cracking sound if you've done like a critical melee attack oh, I and didn't killed it. That. If it doesn't make like a sound, then they're going to get up again. So it's ah. like a audio cue and whether you've actually finished them off or not a lot of people seem to have a problem in this game because they've painted yellow stuff over everything that you can break and get items from did you have a problem with that no that seems like standard game design to me i mean again when yeah it is and if you're talking about trying to like oh have your immersion not being broken because they put yellow paint on stuff just look at what else is going on 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, if exactly. If you've got an issue with some yellow paint, look at what else is happening. And they've also not played sake. the Uncharted on Tomb Raider remakes. Yeah. Sort of re- reboot, not remakes, reboots. Because they have got yellow everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> they do. Crafting ammo, that wasn't in the original game. I'm glad it is here because I would, as soon as I saw I could craft shotgun bullets, I went straight for those shotgun bullets. Yeah. Yeah, that was always, I like the risk. It's a really simple crafting system as well. And it kind of adds to the survival part Mm. of the survival horror. It really helps with that. Um, But the risk of like, oh, do I waste these on on handgun ammo or do I save, like, you know, save myself for some shotgun shells was. um, yeah, my tactic was I would just sort of try and dream. always try and save for shotgun shells. But I would also, when I was going around the game, I would always default to using a pistol until I thought either things are getting out of hand or <clears> I'm <throat> in trouble here, and then I'll yeah. just whip out the shotgun and just start blasting with abandon. Just like have no com- <laughs> no compunction or thought towards running out of ammo. It's just like once the shotgun's out, the gloves are off. You're just getting shotgunned. You might be one enemy, you might be a multiple multiples, you might be a strong one, you might be a regular guy. If the shotgun's out, you're getting it. And then I would yeah. go back to the pistol just when things calm down again. Nice. I didn't realise. I, I, I remember finding myself getting really annoyed that you can't, you couldn't buy gunpowder and you couldn't even like Yeah, you couldn't trade. You could, that. I think you could trade for gunpowder. Yeah. You can only do it once or twice, mm-hmm. which pissed me off. You could buy the resources, like the large and small resources mm. of them. Like you normally had like a stock of three. I didn't realize that if you shoot the crows, they usually drop gunpowder or money. Oh, do I never they? shot one crow. I didn't shoot a crow either, but I did. I, there was, a, if I'm honest, there was a couple of times I looked at the crows and thought they look like an achievement <laughs> or something. And But then I just moved on. Because they were like, big and fat and yeah. slow, weren't they? They weren't like flying off. They kind of just hang around. I didn't shoot. Like the only time I shot or killed any sort of animal was when the game required me to do it like i wasn't even shooting yeah. rats unless i got a specific challenge to do it I just yeah. leave them alone her guys now just start running about a room with my knife try to slash them up under rat. oh yeah i'm not gonna waste a pistol bullet on a rat i would probably stab the first rat i saw in a new area and if it because it would even tell you if you'd got oh, one of the it? three before you've got the note yeah. so then i would know to not bother anymore um did you ever? Did you ever have a, a moment where one of the animals attacked a villager? Not the flaming no. cow, which is amazing. No, I didn't. I, I had didn't one, see which is the until, video clip I need to send you. Until Donkey came along, I didn't see the pigs or anything doing anything of use, really. Yeah, I had that. I need to show you my video. That I think I've still got it. Where I was just about to pull the trigger, and then a pig came out and off the side <laughs> of the screen, nutted some woman in the gash. It was so funny. What else have we got? There's more treasure in this game. The inlaying of the gems is way better than it was in the first game. Quite like that. You actually have like a little chart you can look at yeah. that tells you the values of shit. Like I said before, all the puzzles are different. There was a few new guns. We've talked about the assault rifle, which I hate. The bolt gun is one of these guns that I keep seeing people say, get the bolt gun early in the game and make all the mines. And um, did I, t- I don't know if I showed you the video, but I told you that I've seen one of the Mendez fight in the barn there's a guy that I've seen do a, a clip of where he like before the fight starts because you can kind of look down before he sh- punches you through the he comes through the wall and punches you to the ground mm-hmm. you can like this guy just shoots like three mines down on the floor and then like five up on the beam at the top of the thing and then he, the, the guy just dies straight away <laughs> as soon as the fight starts he blows up because he stood on the mines 
then he goes in half and he flies up to the ceiling and blows up again and then it's over. Amazing. Like he, you can you can strategically place it before the fight starts. It's really oh I'll find that video. It's very cool. I didn't really use that. I, I never used never the mines. Used that. Not once. Um, and then there's the LE5 SMG, which is like the second SMG that you get, which I absolutely loved. I used that a lot because it had um, the um, exclusive upgrade you could get for it, which is another new thing in this game. It allows you to shoot through five targets. Oh, brilliant. So it like penetrate five That's enemies really at once. Yeah. So if you could kite people properly and get that SMG out, you could really cause some shit. It was really handy later on in the game. Guns, you can store your guns in your storage alongside only first aid sprays i think i could figure out you couldn't do that in the original game you could just like you'd have to get rid of your gun if you ran out of space you'd have to sell it or discard it okay. this time you can send it back to storage to get it out of there if you wanted to just keep it they're worth more when you sell them in the original game it wouldn't like take into account any upgrades you'd put on them or anything like that they're worth way more now the, as i said the exclusive upgrades were a new thing and then the last thing that's a notable change is this so many QTEs in the first, like in the first game, and they've basically been completely removed from this. There's only like one or two. Yeah, I'm, I'm good with that as well. And some of them ones in the original were like ludicrous shit, like running away from boulders. Uh, the whole of the first Krauser fight in the original game is just QTEs. It's just a QTE cutscene. You fail one of them, you're dead. Um, the one that jumps out to me a QTE in the Resi game is the Resi Five one on the motorbikes and the chains. It's quite early on. Oh yeah. Yeah, I remember that. God, do you remember that bit when you were in the fucking jeep and there's all those dudes oh, coming yeah. like either side? Good God. And then all the little bikes coming behind <laughs> you. There's endless dudes on bikes. Then there's that big troll guy after you crash that truck. I don't know. I must have mentioned it in that Resident Evil 5 podcast we did where I was playing it with Chris on like a harder mode and we kept dying on that bit and I was getting really annoyed because I knew it was him that was missing the <laughs> Yeah, you did, you did. And that. he wouldn't admit that it was him <laughs> and I knew it was him because I knew I, I'm i quicker than him on re- like uh, reactions because I would always win games of that. <laughs> right. Let's go through the game. Let's do it. Act one. I've done them in three acts. The village, the castle, the island. And I'm just going to talk about some notable shit and I'll tell you if there's anything different okay. from the original game. So let's talk about the village attack because that is the iconic moment. It's the only bit of the game that you said that you'd done before mm-hmm. now. The, oh, well, before that, actually, the opening scene of the game, as I alluded to earlier, so the opening cutscene where you've got people being sacrificed, that was not in the original game. Neither was all the stuff about Leon being forced to join the government and giving a bit of backstory about Krauser. And yeah, I've also said that as well that the changes that the chainsaw guy comes at you anyway now even if you don't yeah. touch the shotgun and as I said as well you can set the cow on fire and it will charge at the villagers and burn them but yes the village talk us through your thoughts once I sort of had my coaching so to speak from you I loved it <laughs> the first time I did it I was like I have I got myself into something I don't want to do here if this is what the game is going to be like I don't want to do it but like once again once I sort of got my head around what the game wanted me to do yeah, I love it. I love the frantic nature of it. I love how sort of on your toes you are the whole time. Because I think even, I don't know, I, I don't want to speak for you, but you must have been, like, there's no way you can play that section and just be calm about that. That is mad. I, I thought I would be, but it it, it, it just got me. It just, like, I just wasn't. As soon as I started it, it, just, okay, this doesn't feel like I'm good at this game anymore. I guess to try and be critical about it, I felt like the reason that, it did that is uh, and maybe i've just played too many souls games but i felt like the game was trying to teach me something 
and then it just sort of never reverts to that style again. Mm. So it's just sort of this isolated incident. Maybe, maybe by the island bits a little bit, but yeah, yeah. Um, but overall, I did like it. I like it, like, like because it's so frantic, and you do a lot of running away, and you're sort of like grab, like running upstairs, jumping through windows, like pushing bookcases yeah. in front of stuff, and yeah, I, I love how just sort of. I love it when a game feels like it goes, I'm trying to think how to say it, but basically like if, if there's an action sequence and it, it feels, it sort of hits that sweet spot where it feels like things are unraveling, but the spool never really comes off. If that makes sense. Does it, does that, I mean, yeah. like you're, you're constantly on your toes. You feel like you're just flying by yeah. the seat of your pants and then yeah. it just sort of pulls back right at the moment where you're about to sort of fall off the cliff and everything fall apart. It does that really well to me. And it's it really does. claustrophobic, and uh, as well, which adds to that. Even though it's an open area, yeah, yeah, because the enemies are good at sort of picking, like you know, like predicting where you're going to go. So, like if you go yeah. through one door to run away from enemies, there will be other enemies coming through the other door, which I sort of guess adds to that. And I, there was the odd occasion throughout the game where you can sort of see the AI decide that. So there was a bit in that yeah. first area when I was playing it was it today or yesterday when I was loaded it up and I was playing it again and um, there's a bit when you do that village bit and I was noticing you come around the side of a barn there's like it must be like a cross section because I was like obviously crossing the line and there was an enemy that was running at me and then I like hit this corner of the barn and he'd stop and run and you could see him going around the back of the barn and then as soon as you move forward again he'd no matter how far around he'd got, he'd turn around and come back again. Like, <laughs> you can see that the game's obviously designed in a way so that the enemies will try and crowd you rather yeah. than, like, trying to yeah. kite them is a fool's game. You can kite them to a certain extent, but then if you let your guard down, someone will come from behind you, guaranteed. And I, lo- I love that. Yeah. I think that's really well done, that area. You're absolutely right. If you picture this as well from, like, 2005, when the most recent Resident Evil game was... Probably zero. Mm-hmm. And this is nothing oh, like what yeah, Resident what Evil a, was. Yeah, what a break from what you would expect as a Resident Evil fan, that is. And that's why that series, that, that sequence is so iconic, because it's like it's just like frantic terror rather than this like slow-burning, creepy horror game. Which is even this better. This is just full-on. Yeah. Like, this was probably the greatest example of how to make an action sequence terrifying. Mm-hmm. It was, yeah, it's it's... it's ridiculous and it's no wonder that they kept it almost exactly the same like the layout of that first section as i said earlier is one of the only ones that's the same across both games like almost like inch for inch the same Mm -hmm. i didn't realize until i found out today apparently the um the ganados will like put actually put bear traps down while you're in a fight is that why there's so so many why we kept yeah, yeah yeah But apparently, yeah, you can. If you sometimes you can actually catch them like laying a bear trap, or you're kind of running around. And of course, you can make them stand in it themselves as well. There's there's too many of those for me, and I could I could I could see. I think I, I very quickly saw what the game was doing. It's obviously mm. like they'll put them somewhere, and then you'll get caught as an enemy's coming towards you, and then you're meant to be like, oh no, oh no, the enemy's coming. It didn't. It didn't have the desired effect. I just find them effing annoying. <laughs> they, I think they actually hurt you in the first game, so at least they oh, didn't do, do they? that okay. here. Yeah, 
the next section that I've got is not entirely memorable, but it's it would be if you got hold of the sniper rifle. It's the first time you meet the merchant in like this valley area, which I think is where it tries to kind of redo a little bit of the first village section where you're in that. You know, you've got like those kind of there's kind of layers that go up. You've got yeah. something like yeah, you drop down into an area and there's people like climbing up from the sides and there's people chucking um, TNT at you yeah. and all that kind of crap. Um, you you meet the village chief after that for the first time, and then the next major thing you do is the the lake sequence where you fight Del Lago, the big lake monster, and Chuck, which is largely the same him. as the original game. Is that whole aware of the fa- is that whole area the same? Because that's a, that that's a real like almost like a hub at some point where it like branches off to the different parts of the map no. that you've already been, and then it never returns no, to a- that again. It feels like this open yeah, area. A- and I thought you were going to go through different parts and there'd be like a hub to each part. But yeah, they just never returned kind to Kind of that. like Village, right? Yeah, exactly. That that's what it felt yeah. like. No, yeah. that's, that is not in the original game at all. All of that section on the boat is not in the original. Hmm. They changed out some old, some different bits and added that in instead. I guess if you don't have the blue challenges, there's not so much yeah. of a need to go back and forth as much as a, it's more of a forward-only game, is it? Yeah, yeah, and the treasure was probably not as widespread. There's a bit basically later on where you get on a like a cable car or like a gondola and you go really high up and you've got like loads of enemies coming towards you in cable cars and shit and you can like shoot them and they all just they make this hilarious noise like as they all <laughs> fall out of the sides of these cable cars. They took all of that part out and replaced it with this lake section after you do the, the fight with the big monster. I quite like it. Um, I, I, you... I mean, I don't know what the other section was like um, to play, but I, I, I enjoyed the lake section. I thought it was pretty decent. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, was a ni- it was a nice thing for them to add it in that's slightly different, but it didn't feel like, like it was just sort of crammed in and yeah. not well thought out. Um, were you aware of the fact that if you shoot into the lake before you get in the boat, the monster instantly kills you? That's in both the games. They brought that back again. No, I didn't know about that, and I'm glad I didn't do that. Uh, why did you find the fight with Del Largo? Frustrating? Fun? Um, yeah, both, but neither? F- slightly frustrating. There was a couple of times where I got I took damage and I couldn't work out how I was supposed to have oh, avoided yeah. taking damage. Um, but I did it first time, so it's only going to be so frustrating. Yeah, maybe frustrating is the wrong word. It was probably a, a slightly weak weak point of the game. Mm. Yeah. But it wasn't like, a, oh, that was awful for me, I don't think. I, I genuinely don't know how you're ever supposed to have unlimited harpoons in a boat. Yeah. But there we go. <laughs> Seemingly just had an endless supply. I, what I found annoying about that is, is that if you held down the, uh, the aim button, which all of a sudden is not LT anymore, it's fucking LB. Yeah. Um, if you if you had that held down and you let go of it, I kept finding he would throw the harpoon anyway. Yeah, I was finding that. Yeah, yeah, you're spot on. If I'm there. trying to let go of the aim to to move my boat quickly because he's charging me, he won't do it quickly because he throws the thing anyway. So on profession on hardcore mode, that was a ball ache because you got three hits and you're dead. Oh, I bet. And yeah, I failed that a lot of times. Really annoying. So yeah, I didn't enjoy that either. After you've done the, that. Del Lago fight, we just talked about it. You do the little boat kind of exploration section, which is all entirely new. After that, you fight El Gigante with your doggy friend. Oh, yeah. This guy. It's funny, actually. In the original game, as far as I can remember, the price of rocket launchers 
never really changed. And there were far fewer upgrades for the weapons to do. So I would basically, as far as I can remember, almost every single time I've played Resident Evil 4, the original, I have bought a rocket launcher for the boss fights and just one shot in every single enemy. Smart. So this is the first time I can remember really playing this fight properly. And how did you find it? It's actually quite fun. It's kind of annoying when he charges at you and it's seemingly no... I think I said to you, like, for some reason the game doesn't have any kind of dodge mechanic because I'm pretty sure two or three remake or both have, like, a button you can use to kind of, like, juke out mm-hmm. the way. This game really needed something like that because it felt like at yeah. times you just, you're going to get hit by this because it wants you to get yeah, hit. Yeah, I guess that's, like, the odd, the odd occasion that this game would arc me was, like... And it was short-lived, the being annoyed by it, but it's it's like it it'll pose you with an enemy that requires quite dynamic movement that the game just doesn't have or allow the player to have. Yeah, and I, I felt that, that this was quite a, a moment for that. It was a few times where like the enemy would charge at me, and I wasn't sure how I was ever supposed to be out of the way. Yeah. And that was the one time of the game. I'm sure, maybe I'm misremembering, but. There was the odd occasion where it would say press B to evade. and You had that today. It was the only time that I would press B to evade and it just wouldn't do it. And, I, I, and like, I'm fully open to the idea that there was, I was just making an error. Um, that's, or there's a really tiny window. Yeah, to could it. be. Um, I've seen your parrying. I know that you're, I believe you if you say you've pressed it the, in time. The, the, the time, the feel is like, like, Every other instance in the game, the press B to the evade, I was I was nailing, and it's just that boss mm. that I wasn't getting it, and it just felt slightly off to me. But I like the idea of the boss. Um, I think in the moment I was incredibly annoyed by a couple of bits, but once I sort of did it and moved on, I can appreciate what it was doing. And I think when I get back to it again in my second playthrough, I'll be less annoyed by it. But yeah, like it was a good boss that there was a couple of moments that just really wound me up. Just buy a rocket launcher and it'll be over in one shot. Yeah. You won't have to do it again. Because <laughs> waiting for that dog to bite his ankles is excruciating. I don't know what the prompt is or how long, if there's a timer on it or something, but he takes too long. Well, he just stood there and watched for a while. Yeah. I love that he picks up the roof of the, the little cabin things you can go hide in and like throws it at you. He didn't do that in the original. Oh, really? I think he smashed them. But in this one, um, yeah. Like so funny. That you, just, you can just go hide in there and he like rips the nah. ceiling off. Just <laughs> lobs it at you. There's actually two fights of him in the original. Oh, is there? Um, yeah. So after it comes after the next part. So before we get to that, the 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 next sort of major bit is you go get Ashley in the church, and then you have this. Well, they call it a villa. I don't know why they call it that. It's more of like a cabin, really. I always assumed it was like supposed to look like Evil Dead, where you're in this cabin with Luis, and you're in this sort of standoff with just a wave of enemies breaking through windows and climbing up. St- the side of the building with ladders and you basically just got to hold out for a certain period of time. Okay, yeah, I think. yeah. Yeah. You know the bit I'm talking yep, about? Yep. Yeah. It's got a bit of a Nazi zombies vibe to it. Yeah. Uh, that's Love it. that. Yeah. Putting wood up on the windows and stuff. I'd actually be for that being a sort of multiplayer mode in the game. That would be brilliant. I think. Yeah. I'm trying to think if they've tried to replicate that in anything since. Is there, a, is there not a moment in five that's kind of like that? you sort of have to hunker down and just defend yourselves for a bit. I uh, oh, I guess there's that start area where you're in that building and then yeah. there's that sort of, I don't know, is it like a public execution going on or something like that? Yeah, that, yeah. that's. I guess that's kind of similar. 
but you end up just running around in that. Yeah, that's that felt like a, a mix of that and them just trying to do the village bit again. Like, we need to replicate that amazing start of mm-hmm. Resi 4 again and get people excited for it. I believe, although this is largely the same as the original, I'm pretty sure as well, like, if you shoot Luis by accident too many times, it'll game over you and he'll just shoot you dead. <laughs> that definitely happens in the first oh one. God. You've got a friendly fire on. So if you accidentally shoot him too many times, he just kills you. Oh, my God. I'm pretty sure that happens in that's this brutal. one as well. So don't. Don't shoot Luis. He will come for you. He will come for you. He's just a scientist, is he? That's kind of what it turns out. Yes. But it's Leon's a special agent. Yeah. With knife training. Yeah, extensive knife training. Yeah. So, yeah, the next part that is what I was getting to earlier. So, in the original game, you've got like two split paths that you can take. And one path takes you towards another fight with another El Gigante. And that one's more of like a puzzle fight where you can, you can like kite him to one edge of this battle arena and drop a boulder on his head. But the other direction is the fight with the two chainsaw sisters, which is way sort of better introduced in this game where you go pick that thing off the wall. Oh, I love that and the bit, two yeah. chainsaws come love through the wall. Bit. Fucking awesome. One of them is harder than the other one. I don't know if it's her mum. Well, they're supposed to be sisters. Oh, are they? So I guess it's the, the oldest, because one of them takes a way bigger pounding than the, than the other one. Yeah, that's a really the, good The health section. pool must be like almost double. That's another really frantic yeah, section that, again, really frantic. is them trying to recycle like the you know, smallish sort of area. Lots of places you can go in and out of, boxed in. There's some elevation you can use, and there's chainsaw guys. First bit I remember telling Ashley to get in a cupboard. That's the yeah. That's the first bit I remember them having that you could do that because you're like because you just basically go to her, get in there and she's like what <laughs> why yeah yeah again that's got to be like a nod to people who've played the original to kind of like be like this would be really awkward for you to ask her to do and for her to do but in the original she's just like yeah okay <laughs> and there's like dumpsters and stuff she gets in because I think when you go back through the village in the original one you can actually make her hide in stuff way earlier than this I couldn't find any before before that bit which is in some sort of locker while you're getting chained up by the weird women. And then there's the Mendez fight. What do you think to the Mendez fight? I think I've totally deleted that from my brain. What do you have to do? Big Undertaker bloke. You're in the barn. He punches you through the wall. You shoot him for a little bit until you split him in half and then he gets like these big arms and he like oh, yeah! the in the back and he's throwing like wooden and it catches fire. fire at you. Yeah. yeah, it was fine. That was quite a classic Resi fight, wasn't it? Like I enjoyed that. Yeah. Um, my favourite bit was at the end where the, the whole barn's on fire and you're like walking around <laughs> picking up all the all the the dropped items and Ashley's outside to come on, get out of there. <laughs> no! <yelling at> you. <laughs> I've got gunpowder to pick up. And these some yeah. some of these herbs. Before they singe. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was okay. I mean it's very, very Resident Evil, that section, isn't it? Yeah, it's like a fight that that's actually quite basic, really. Mm. You don't have a lot of room to move, no. and he doesn't do a lot of moving. He no. just kind of comes forward to swipe, so he'll go back and throw stuff at it's you. Almost it's almost left not... to right, isn't it, rather than sort of 3D? Yeah. Yeah, yeah you're right. Exactly, yeah. It's like one of those classic fights you get in like a hack-and-slash game, like a God of War, mm. and it's just like you've got a big giant enemy in the background, and he'll get close, and he'll like hit this side, and then he'll hit that. Like that fucking thing in Dead Space, the, the yeah, like final yeah. boss of Dead Space. Yeah, yeah, it's very like that. That's, that's a good point. It does that thing where a lot of Resident Evil bosses do to me, in that you see them, like, they're humans, and then they, like, split apart and become this massive beast. And I'm like, I always think, 
where do you, how do you see this playing out in your head? So like obviously they're going to kill me. That's what they see is happening. And then are they just going to live the rest of their life as this abominable beast? Like <laughs> you've crossed the Rubicon. You've you've gone a step too far here that you can't go back. Even like once you've solved the situation, those legs aren't going back on again. No, you're not just going to like sit at your desk and do some typing at any point ever again. You're just this yeah. mess of a beast that's going to have to live in this barn, and you've caused this yourself. What an excellent point! I never thought of that lot, like the logic behind that of like. You, you can't exactly go put the kettle on after this with your no. giant fucking scorpion hands. Imagine if you just got in a bad car accident instead yeah. of getting shot by a policeman. Yeah. You're just going to turn into a monster <laughs> and be like, what's your insurance number? The one that, the, the funniest one that always sticks in my head is the Resi 5 dude that turns into a fish that you shoot off the back of the boat. <laughs> a fucking crack. Yeah, you just got to live in the Not sea just a now. fish, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> you fucked it. You've made such a mess of your life. <laughs> Oh, it's so funny. That's so good. That's such a good Wesker word. just comes down <laughs> once a week with some little little flakes that he puts in the water for you. <laughs> such a mess. Yeah. Oh, Mendez, you fucked it. <laughs> what would Kane think of what you're doing now, Undertaker? The only difference there is that his eye is not a key. His eye is a key in the original. Oh, is it? Yeah, like pops up, you've got to put his eye in a door and it's all like sticky and gross. But you can't pick his eye. Yeah, I was going to say, you, can, you do pick up an yeah. eye, don't you? But you just sell it. The merchant wants to buy an eye for some reason. <laughs> he does. Uh, right, that's the end of the first act. So now we're on to the castle. So before, <laughs> before you actually got to the castle in the original game, someone tries to drive a truck at you and you've got to shoot them through the wind, like the windscreen of a truck and make it crash. Yes. I, that's a, such an easy like insta-kill fail. It's such bullshit. Yeah, they took that part out, and then, yeah, you're into the castle and you're getting shot by cannons that you hated. I don't know how I managed to do that on both playthroughs without ever getting hit by the cannon fire. Oh, oh that was a nightmare. Fire, sorry. That was an absolute nightmare, that section. Your problem was that Ashley was just getting dicked by it. Mm-hmm. So every time you healed her, she'd just get hit by it again. Yeah. She wouldn't move out yeah, the Yeah, that's way. probably the one time she was, like, super annoying <laughs> with that castle section. Yeah. And then, obviously, you get the, the cannon, don't you, to fire back at yeah. them, which is quite fun. Mm-hmm. Then there's the water hall, which is the... First of all, you see these new enemies they introduced in the game. You know, the little, like, the little plaggers thing that goes on the back mm-hmm. of them? Yeah. Like, attached to their back, and then they just leg it They're at great. you like some kind of rabid dog. They, they were pretty terrifying. I did not expect that the first time. And I feel like everything like that in this version is just to fuck with your expectations of what the game's going to do next. Yeah. Which is the, the sign of a great like reimagining is to... Keep it feeling familiar, but then just enough little touches that people don't expect to happen to just mess with what they're expecting. Because people are going to have this down to muscle memory at this point. Yeah. No, I like that. They're, they're sort of like, it, it sort of kicked loose loads of thoughts, like the, the alien and Independence Day that takes over that guy in the lab. And then there's, it's, oh, there's yeah. also a bit of like alien about it, but sort of like inverted Definitely. face hugger about it. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was great. Really loved that. And I love, like, later on in the game, which, again, it was in the original, like, when you're in the, the lab on the island and there's just that guy on, like, a... He's sort of frozen in the cryo bit and he's on, like, a gurney and he's kind of, like, oh, yeah. one of those things yeah. on his back and he's just sort of lying there, like, frozen forever. Yeah, they, they were Horrific. good because and they also created, like, when they started, like, throwing them at you later on in the game and also in the mercs mode because they make dead yeah. bodies dangerous again. Yeah, and they just sort of created another frantic dynamic. I think some of the most fun I had with this game 
is when it was sort of going full, making me frantic like just like throw lots <laughs> of things at me and you're just sort of having to you feel like you've not got quite enough ammo you've got too many enemies around you you don't have any space you don't have quite enough to deal with it but somehow you've just got to find a way to make it work and yeah they, they sort of added a new dimension to that which i was a big fan of i think you i think you said while you were playing mercenaries earlier i'm not even breathing that's <laughs> <laughs> uh, so true the, you also fight the, the, the Garador here the first time, the blind guy we've briefly spoken oh, yeah. about. Yeah, um, yeah. Fucking nightmare that. For, I mean, every time. Yeah, he's terrifying. There's so much, like the area that you fight him in in the original game is basically just a square room. But this one you can kind of like, you've got to kind of crouch through those hanging chains. And if you touch any of them, like, all of a sudden he's fucking <laughs> daredevil. He can see through sound. He's a bat. Second time around, it was nice to have a Magnum at that point and just two-shot him and he's dead. That's quite funny. If you manage to get a Magnum shot to the back, he's done. You, but I never managed to stab him. Is that the, when you get two of them? Or is that later oh, on? I hate that bit. That's later on. I really hate that bit. Because the enemies that are around that area are just endless. They yeah. will endlessly spawn until you've killed them both. And one of them, again, takes ages. Yeah, he took an he's got like extra beating. armor or something. The waterhole bit. Much better than it was in the first game. In the first game, the bit where you have to sort of put Ashley up on that ledge and she's got to go turn that wheel and then she runs around to the other side and turns another wheel mm-hmm. and you've got to basically like snipe the guys running after her. She's miles away in the original from that and you have to use a sniper or you won't really get a shot away. This one, she's closer, so it's slightly easier. Yeah. But I was not looking forward to that. Because oh, you knew that, that was coming. Yeah, it's okay in the remake. Yeah. The part after that, the castle battlements, where you have that big armoured giant who's lobbing boulders at you, completely new part of Quite the like game. Quite like that. That's yeah, not it was really fun. I thought, when I, when I initially saw it, I was like, oh, I'm going to hate this. But once I sort of got into a rhythm and got moving, yeah, it was, it was good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I found that quite annoying. It's just funny, given how much of a nightmare I had in a very similar section earlier on. Oh, what, the first yeah. giant fight? Yeah. Yeah, I can't remember why. I think I just must have just somehow, somehow got myself overwhelmed or I was trying to be a dickhead and get like all the treasures and the loot and I'm like <laughs> exposing myself to boulder fire needlessly. But I yeah, I don't mind it. I, I really thought I was going to have to fight him, properly fight him. But you don't, you just shoot with a cannon and he just falls <laughs> off. But yeah, that's, um, I get, that's obviously replaces the second proper giant fight in the first game we spoke about earlier. The next main bit worth talking about is the maze, which is basically exactly the same in the first game as it is here, although you're doing slightly different objectives rather than making flags drop down. Oh, yeah. But the dogs are all the same, and um, I was really hoping there'd be a way to make Ashley hide for this, but there just isn't. And she's a nightmare to kind of have near you, and there's dogs coming through fucking bushes out of nowhere. Is having Ashley been able to tell her to stay closer and get back, is that new? That's new. I find yeah. that useful. Depending on, on your situation. Yeah. What did you think to to the maze with the dogs? Did that put the shits up you or were you kind of calm by then? I was kind of calm by then. Um, I did the... I missed the first one that you know that's right there when you enter the room. Yeah. And then I did the second and the third one. I think I went around the maze like three times before I just like, oh, it's right there. <laughs> I, I think I got lost of where I, when I'd opened the door. I was like, I can't remember where the door is. And it's just like the middle bit. Uh, I guess that's where I got off with it because it, it was right in front of me when I, when I did it because I missed the first yeah. one so many times. 
Those dogs aren't actually that bad. Nah, they I die like fairly they quickly. Before. Yeah, they do. And the ones where they're just kind of chained up, like behind a little fence or whatever, a little crate door. Yeah. And they don't look like dogs either. Like, there's other resi games where the dogs look like dogs, and I don't like shooting them. But there's the. Yeah. They've, they've got like big grinning faces. They look really yeah, weird. They do. <laughs> yeah, like, like they're almost tentacled before they even come mm-hmm. near you. Yeah, they they definitely look less like dogs than the ones in the original game did. I remember the first time I saw it by the church, I thought, "What the fuck have you done to this? <laughs> this is stupid." The grand so once you get into the to the like the church after the maze, you're in this grand hall, which is all very different to the original church. I quite like that area. That area, right, feels really like a almost like a de facto Resident Evil mansion. Yeah, sort of. Segment. Yeah, I thought that. Like loads of different like puzzles split mm-hmm. off in different rooms where you're getting pieces to open a door yep. like proper. That's classic Resi style. Yeah. I really like this area. I think it's really fucking cool. I don't like the Ashley bit, but we've already spoken about that, really, haven't we? In the original game, basically, you there are like sort of torch, not torch, like lanterns mm-hmm. that you have to pick up. She'll pick them up and she can throw them. And the enemies that are trying to come after you in that bit in the original are just like the normal like monk guys. The cultists. Uh. And you could just kill them with one throw of a lantern. But in this one, it's all these suits of armor that weren't in it. So this is why I was absolutely shitting it. And I knew I wasn't going to enjoy the Ashley bit because it's pretty tough in the first game. But this time, oh, mate. Like, I, I put that tweet out, didn't I? I said I didn't want to pick the keys up. Yeah. And honestly, I tweeted that so I didn't have to pick the keys <laughs> up. And I kept pausing it all the time. I was, I was so scared. Second time around, it was fine. Because I actually went and got the treasures and everything, but the first time, yeah, I hated it. It's that section where you got to sit at the dinner table and ding the bells. Is that the same? Like, yeah. No. That confused the life out of me for a bit. <laughs> Did it? Yeah. I think in 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 the original, there's something like um, there's some pictures, and you read something, and it talks about like. It has like a description of what somebody did in this picture, and you've got like shoot a, a glass of wine on a painting and then the glass of wine actually breaks and like the wine drips it's pretty cool yeah it sounds good but this was a lot more simple of just like copy the thing in a look at what they're having for dinner and then (laughs) sit down tell Ashley to sit down sit there what's for dinner ding the bell I forgot as well actually before you play as Ashley in the original she's like she's chained up against this wall by all the cultists she's got these like metal straps and you've got to try and snipe the straps without accidentally hurting her Oh. oh, mate, I've died a lot of times for accidentally sniping her through the mouth or whatever. Accidentally. Well, yeah, it's it's cathartic accident, <laughs> that's for sure. The ballroom, I think, is mostly kind of, it's It's got more going on in it. There's a lot more, like, areas to get into. But this is the first time that you find these bugs that oh, fly yeah. and try and mm-hmm. grab you. And a lot of them seem to be, like, almost, like, solidified. And then they come to life yeah, and you get near them. yeah. Fan? Not a fan? Don't like those flying enemies. Do not like them. But it's, it, that's just yeah. a personal preference. Like I, again, with the dead zone on the on the stick with the aiming and mm-hmm. the sort of slightly ever so sluggish sort of movement that these Resident Evil games have, I don't think it lends yeah. it well for having fast flying enemies that can go anywhere they want. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, the worst thing is if they go hovering over like a pit. And then you shoot them and you're not going to get any treasure. Yeah. So annoying. It's almost like you want them to land. But if you shoot them in the air, I'm pretty sure, it, definitely in the first game, shooting them while they're in the air would be make them go down a lot quicker than if they'd landed. Uh, then they were harder to right, kill. Okay. 
So I try to apply that logic here, and I think it probably largely is the same. I think the only, There's just loads of them. Yeah, the only time I really... I, I, I didn't enjoy them, but they were totally fine, if that makes sense. The only time I was like, I'm not enjoying this, is when you sort of encounter them after you get chucked down that hole, then they yeah. can also go in the water. Yeah. I I just had to basically run for it in that section and just like overpower it because I had plenty of healing items. They are actually toned down from the original oh game God, where they're are actually they? just invisible. They are just invisible in the first oh game. Oh my goodness! You can you can sometimes see the the colours of their eyes flash, but they they have, they have like some kind of cloaking tech. Whereas in this one, they they are you can see them under the water. And if you had a shotgun at the ready, so for when you do your second playthrough, just get your shotgun out. As soon as you see movement in the water, just shoot the shotgun and you'll kill him in okay. one hit. They're nowhere near as bad. They, uh... You do actually eventually get back up to the throne room, which is where you get dropped from, the bit you were just talking mm-hmm. about there. That's the... But that replaces what was in the original game, and it's like this mental, long... It's just like a really long corridor sort of room, but it, you're basically there's lava everywhere. Like there's like flowing lava. There's these statues that are like shaped like dragons that spit fire at you. It's fucking stupid. Jesus. Like it's the perfect encapsulation of how dumb the original Resident Evil 4 is. And I knew they wasn't going to be in this game because I thought there's no way they're going to bring that stupid fire room back because it made no sense to be. <laughs> imagine, in yeah, castle. imagine just having that in your house. Where's you fucking sourcing the lava from? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're right. This, this, this is a good thing. This is gone. It just makes no sense. Doesn't fit in any way. Yeah. Whatsoever. Oh my god, the cog platform. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Why why is that there? What purpose does that room ever serve anyone? No, thank you. <laughs> it's where you keep your lava resources. <laughs> um so yeah, that bit's gone and then but you can go back to the throne room, you can sit on the throne again like you could in the original. Uh and you can also egg the painting of Ramon as the merchant asks you to, because you can use eggs as well. That that's a challenge, is it? Yeah. And what do, you, what do you get for that? Just money? Spittles again. Okay. It's one of the little blue notes, and he says, I'll deface the picture of Salazar because he's a bellend or whatever. So you've got to find an egg and chuck it at the picture. Got you. And it likes, yeah. Which is foreshadowing to something I'm going to tell you later that's probably going to blow your mind. After you've done the, that throne room, you, you eventually get to this section where you have to fight I think it's called Verdugo, the the right-hand kind of... I don't know how to describe him. He's like some kind of lizard monster, the black-robed dude when you've got to press the... Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Liquid nitrogen and, like, like freeze him. Did you kill him? No. You didn't? Just left him. Just ran around yeah. and kited him for a bit. Didn't realise I could kill him. Yeah, you can eventually. If you've got, like, a magnum and you can freeze him enough times, it's not too bad, but... You just get a treasure for doing it, um, and an achievement, I assume. But yeah, you, I guess you can just wait for the door to open and run away. Yeah. Yeah, basically, and there's, a, there's a door you can sort of unlock that you can just sort of run around in circles and avoid them until they lift their eyes, <laughs> which is what I did. Oh, I wish I'd seen you do that, because I don't think I saw you do this fight at all. I wish I'd... Because I was just getting really annoyed because I kept accidentally freezing myself with the nitrogen because he wasn't running through it and I'd waste it. And yeah, really did my head in. Yeah, it's int- I I wish I knew I could have killed him. I just assumed he was unkillable when I saw the sort of still still scarred. Well, it's not scarred. I'm still living the life of that dead space <laughs> enemy that you've also yeah got that to makes freeze. sense. Yeah, 
and I just assumed he was uncovered. Yeah, that makes sense why you would think that. Yeah. Maybe they, yeah, seems like maybe that's something they probably copied. Actually. Yeah, it could be. Now that, now that we're talking about it. Yeah, he sucks, but yeah, he is killable. You then have another boss fight a couple of, you know, chapters after that where you're fighting two of those giants in this blast chamber with Luis. Like, as I said, he's not with you this time like he was in the... Sorry, he is with you and he wasn't in the original game. And I didn't realise you had to actually drop them before you could open the little lava gate thing and drop them into the lava below. Because I kept doing it and at first time I remember him saying, he moved! And I was like, why did he move? And he didn't move. I saw him not move. Yeah, so I, you get the first one, don't you? Because I dropped the first one and then yeah. the second one, I did the same thing and it just it just basically moves it. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. on my one, he was dead. He... he, he, he moved but he moved forwards into the controls where i was stood so technically he didn't actually get off the grate even though the game was saying Mm -hmm. he's moved away but i mean the geometry of it didn't actually line up with that so he should have died yeah i think i maybe got a similar thing to you yeah and then the second one louise chucks dynamite on his back and you've got to shoot that and then get rid of him I don't mind that fight it's cooler in the first one i think you by yourself and you, you have to like swing across above them to try and like press the um whatever it is the pull the lever to make the floor disappear you can do that very quickly Mm. on the first one this one takes a lot longer and it's a lot it is tougher to do and after you've done that you get to do the fun minecart part which is way better than the original original pain in the ass I remember i remember the biggest problem with the original is just you just run out of ammo you're not really prepared for it and they they jump in your car. It's like Ooh. it's got like three sections to it, and you can you can move from section to section. And the like chainsaw guys will drop in and like jump from the cart through the carts towards you. Whereas this one, you get unlimited ammo in a red nine, and the <laughs> chainsaw guy's just in his little cart no. by himself, <laughs> like angrily swinging his chainsaw next to you. That was hilarious. I quite enjoyed that, but yeah. you didn't have to steer it in the original either. But I quite enjoyed that aspect of it. As yeah, well. I thought it was good. Nice, nice throwback to our Donkey Kong Country days. Really appropriate that we played yeah. that, <laughs> yeah, before this two minecart games in a row. Uh, what else? What else? Krauser, the first fight with Krauser, right? As I said earlier, in the original, first of all, this fight is not for a while yet. It's not you don't do it at this section in the game, and he's he doesn't kill Luis in the original game. Luis is actually killed by Sadler, mm. who has this like big tentacle that comes out from under his robe. It looks like a massive wang, and he stabs. He stabs Luis in the same way. So again, it's Capcom fucking with your expectation of when is Luis going to die? Krauser actually kills him in the remake, but he doesn't in the first game. But yeah, the the Krauser fight was just a QTE, like a really long cutscene with tons of really difficult QTE button prompts. And I, I hate it. This one is a massive improvement because mm. you just get to have a little knife fight yeah. for a bit. Yeah, I quite like the Krauser stuff. It just came from sort of left field. Like they don't mention him up to that point. I've never heard of him before now. Yeah, at least they show him in the early, in like the very first cutscene of the game. But I don't think he says his name. It just shows you fighting like Leon training with a knife guy. Then you're into the clock tower. Do you want to? Do you want to tell everybody how the clock tower upset? You? Oh, the clock tower just upset <laughs> do you again. Talk like about it anymore? ultimately, it hurt me more. Uh, upset hurt me. It upset me more than it should have done because it didn't really waste the game, but it did to me. Like I'm such a I'm such a mark for going back and getting collectibles and stuff like that. So yeah rather than allow it to waste my experience which i have done in games past i sort of 
ignore it, play the game, and then double back when I need to, and then just mop up and then do that throughout the game. Game tells you to go back and clear up stuff, which is helpful when you're when you play the game. They get to the end of the first section, it's like you better go back because you're not coming back here. So go and do anything you need to do. Yeah. The game does this again, but it only does it at a section after you can't backtrack. And I just, I, <laughs> yeah, the the blind rage I felt doing that, unmatched in a while. Yeah, <laughs> it yeah. just felt unfair. It just felt like the game was jipping me for no reason. And then it like the only option was to progress to a boss fight that I was woefully unprepared for, and it wouldn't let you me go back to prepare. Pistol. Yeah, so I just, oh, I just. It really annoyed me that section. Um, I've got over it now. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, "This yeah, is yeah. this has really wasted my experience." But I did get over it. It's fine. Um, yeah, it annoyed me. It won't, it won't get you again, I suppose. No. <laughs> but um, yeah, I noticed that afterwards because at first I just thought like because I remember sending you a screenshot like this is the area that I'm in now where I can backtrack. I'm, I'm confused how you got cut off, and then you said, "Oh no, it's the next merchant when you're at the top of the clock tower," and you're right. The one that I was at at that section did not tell me to clean up all the loose ends. He doesn't tell you to. You can't do it. Really stupid. Daft. And the fact that you did that fucking fight with the pistol is outrageous. I'd have been, like, spitting fire. Speaking of spitting fire, actually, on the way up to the clock tower, you've got those big statues of Ramon that spit fire at you. They're quite fun. That whole section's quite fun, actually. The, the boulder, the, yeah, the, the rolling ball section's yeah. fun because you get halfway up and then you're like, oh God, you have to turn right and run. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And again, you can get to the top and then more of them come at you and you yeah. can just press the yeah. button and kill them all with it. But yeah, in the original game, um, that statue actually chases you. It comes alive and runs after you and you've got to press a QTE to... Another QTE. Absolutely ludicrous bullshit. Um, yeah, I'm glad I didn't have to do that again. I knew they weren't going to put that in again either because I know it's one of the most memed parts of the game. Um, the Ramon fight itself is way harder than the original game. Again, this is coming from a man who's used a rocket launcher on every boss. So <laughs> in the original, you did have to shoot him a little bit so he would open up his little mouth and expose Ramon kind of like in the middle of that big monster and then you could rocket launcher him. Um, I did rocket launch him again my first playthrough in this in a hilarious video where he said something like, we've only just begun. Then I shot it with a rocket launcher and it immediately ended, (laughs) which I found hilarious comic timing. But in this game, you don't actually need a rocket launcher because if you'd found the golden egg on the lake and there's one in the throne room, those two eggs will kill him. You've got that's it. That's how are you, you meant to know that? Is there like stuff written that I'm meant to have read? I mean, you throw an egg at his painting. I don't know if that's supposed to be like the most obscure foreshadowing of all time. But for some reason, somehow, someone figured out that if you throw a golden egg at him, so if, I mean, even if you don't have both of them, if you throw one of the golden eggs at that's him, like half his health gone, is it? You can you can do a couple of magnum shots and then do the stab animation, and he's dead. My God. So Does I think like eggs. next playthrough I do, I'm keeping hold of the two gold eggs and trying to kill him. Yeah, and then Both video that. What a mad thing. Just don't miss your throws. Like Donkey did. Yeah, Donkey did. <laughs> yeah. Mental. After you've killed Ramon, you're on to the, the final act of the game, which is on the island, which is where most people probably would agree that the game starts to go a little yeah, bit Yeah, it kind of falls off, comes off the rails a wee bit. I mean, it's not terrible. No. But it's certainly the weakest part of the game. Yeah, yeah. So I, I feel like start it off. sort of loses its direction a wee bit. It doesn't necessarily feel like the rest of the game. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, you've got enemies with guns now. All of a sudden, the guy with the gun is much worse than the original. He's called JJ. <laughs> well, actually, actually, the official, the wiki, the wiki calls him Gatling Man, which is even worse. And he's just a bloke, big bloke with a Gatling gun. Whereas now he's got like a wrist-mounted automatic, yeah, he does firing crossbow, crossbow thing that he was firing at you earlier. I remember you going, something's firing at me now. I'm not wanting any part of that. You ran away, yeah. <laughs> and I knew exactly what it was. That son of a bitch. Um, yeah, you just like do some basic puzzling stuff. You got to like turn those sort of um, mounted automatic guns away, like the lasers away from mm-hmm. you, so you can get through. Then you get to the surveillance building, which I don't mind the layout of the surveillance building because it's got more puzzly stuff, like coding key cards feels very resy. But the regenerators, man, fuck me. Luckily, the first playthrough, I, sat, I had a lot of shotgun bullets, and I was just basically taking a leg off and running away. That's, every time. that's how I dealt with them. Yeah, I did. I, I like like you. It's like it was a combination of the the speed in which they move at versus yeah. like like the scope would have been almost better to, in my mind if it didn't zoom in so much because yeah. it, like they were already quite close. So I didn't need them yeah. to zoom in. It just felt it was just yeah, it was really tough, and I just ended up blasting them with shotguns. Until yeah. I could either run away or just sort of brute force and hit where I was meant to be hitting. Speaking of that, actually, did you go back and do any of the like tough enemies or whatever they're called, like the the little mini boss enemies? Most that, of the them challenges from. I didn't go did back. You do this one. I didn't go back and do this one because I knew where I was having to go. Uh, I was like, I'm not going back in that area. That stupid room with the test. Tube, yeah, but <laughs> I I did every I did every other one. Oh, they suck there as well. Quite enjoyed them for the most part as well. Yeah, I didn't mind the Knights one. That was quite fun. Yeah, the Knights one was good. The Golden Knight. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the um, these enemies are yeah, a fucking nightmare. And I never really twigged what my issue with it is. And it, you're right, it's the fact that it zooms in. and Because you, you can never get distance enough because they're so fast. It's that, it's, especially when you floor them as well and then do that leap. Yeah. My God. Yeah. They should be easier at that point. But they're just... And then even worse when you do the ones that regenerate a second time and they've only got one in their head and they're firing spikes at you all the time you're better off just running from yeah I think but it's... i thought in my second playthrough because i already had the scope i was like this is going to be a breeze but it's actually easier when i didn't have it and i just had to shotgun and run away certainly quicker i'm assuming you didn't but the thing i ran into with having started a second playthrough is i didn't afford the game enough respect <laughs> So like oh, I did that yeah. village area and I was like, oh, this is going to be a piece of piss. And I was just sort of waltzing around. So, oh no, you can't do that. <laughs> can't do this. Yeah. Go. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Well, I mean, for the first maybe half of the game, it's, it's quite a lot easier because you can one shot and everything. Mm. And then it gets to the second half where your guns would have been roughly updated anyway or upgraded all the way that you're just, you're no stronger than you would have been in the original part of that game. Especially on um, hardcore. That was a real ball ache towards the end. Did you finish the second playthrough? Yeah. Are you going again or are you done? Um, I might go again. I don't know. Not, not immediately, but I think, yeah, I'll probably do a proper New Game Plus again and try and get some more weapons. I definitely need to go get that last fucking clockwork guy because I've got 15 out of 16 and I'm so annoyed that I didn't manage to get all of them. Yeah, you've got to do that. I wish they would do... The only, the only thing that sort of... Because it's it's fun to go and replay Resi games and sort of upgrade your weapons and unlock different weapons. Like we were talking about that knife, for example. Yeah. But I find that I would rather 
almost like the Hitman 3 us and add content so that you can actually use this stuff. Yeah. Because by the time I've unlocked these items, I find that I've, and maybe this is just me, I can't imagine once, if I got to the point where I'd unlocked everything in the game, that I could be bothered to then go and play it again with all the stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, do you know what I mean? Do you know what I'm getting at? Is that you sort of, by time, yeah, and you don't use it. It's like, um, it's kind of like, you know, that, that classic thing where the guy's like, oh, uh, what is it like? Everybody's dead or something, and he's in. He's got a library, and he's like, "Ah, oh, everybody's gone." But at least I finally got time to read my books. And then his glasses break; and he can't <laughs> read any of it. It's kind of like that. Yeah. Like you've done the game. You finally got all the tools, but you've done it. Yeah. So what's the point? One thing that's missing from this area is that in the original, there's like a bit where you go, you get to use a claw-operated like waste disposal thing. It's like a massive claw that's supposed to be for putting like dumpsters in this garbage okay. chute. You can pick up enemies with it and drop them in. Oh, that's quite, quite fun, yeah. They were like wriggling from it and you just go <laughs> dropping them in. That's quite fun. The The cargo depot with the crane is very different in the original game. They're both very annoying parts. In the original, you're on the back of this weird like drilling lorry. Like Dead Space again, are we talking about? <laughs> yeah. Reminds me a lot of the thing in, um, is it Total Recall? Is it Total Recall? Where Arnie drives that giant thing with like a big drill on the front oh, yeah. and he drills that guy. I need to watch that. Benny, film again. I think he drills into. Yeah, it's a great film. Yeah. Um, it reminds me of that. Whereas this case, in this case, you're in a more like enclosed area. That one you're constantly moving and the enemies are just like chasing you from behind and jumping on it from above. Whereas this time around, you're basically just in a square area again and Ashley's operating a crane with a boulder on it. A boulder? What are they called? Yeah, a wrecking ball type thing. A wrecking ball, yeah. She's got a wrecking ball on a crane and she's trying to smash through a wall for you and she's acting like she's like hot shit. <laughs> she screams anytime anyone knocks on the window. <laughs> God, she's, God, she's annoying. Really hate it. So like finicky and relentless. And the bit where all those, as you, I think you were pointing out earlier, the little like plague-ass things mm-hmm. that cut like like seven or eight of them come at once start like attaching to all yeah. the random blokes or coming at you oh fuck it that bit killed me over and over <laughs> again on um hardcore mate i hated it what do you think to this bit oh uh, yeah oh sorry basically the same same sort of reaction as you do it was mm-hmm. just a bit irritating in the original game after that part <laughs> there's a another QTE bit before you get to the ruins and it's a, a hallway with lasers in it. That's You know, have you seen the first Resident Evil film? Yeah. You know the bit where that guy gets like sliced yeah. up by lasers? It's basically a rip-off of oh, that. Oh, great. They, they put it in for that. But you've got to press the QTE buttons and Leon does some kind of like full-on Matrix like diving in <laughs> slow motion through laser beams to not... Oh, it's so stupid. But it's one of those things that makes me love the original game. Then you had a boss fight with this thing that's just I've been just seen referred to as it, and it's like a weird, like it's got a, it's got a torso and arms and a head, but it's got a long tail, and he sort of chases oh. you through. You're, you're in these like car like cargo crates that are suspended high above a pit of death, and you've got to kind of move from one of these crates to another. You've got to press buttons to kind of drop the crates as you go along. You do eventually fight him anyway, but they totally cut him all out of this game, and I, I don't miss him. He, he's a bore lake, and there's there's a time limit on it and everything. It's um, yeah, yeah a really that. stressful moment of the original game that they just they completely got rid of. Uh, the one thing that is very similar in the remake, 
to the original is, is the Krauser like arena where you've got to go through this gauntlet of bullshit before you eventually have a knife fight with him again. Oh, yeah. You can't kill him with the knife as easily as you can in the original. And there was a time limit. I forgot there was a time limit on some of this in the original as well when you actually have to fight with Krauser. Um, all right, what do you think of this section? This is Again, is this part of what you'd say is the game falling off the rails or...? Largely. I mean, like, I, I didn't overly mind this section, I don't think. But yeah, it's, it's just... I don't know. It felt a bit... I don't know. This this whole sort of area just feels separate from the rest of the game to me. Having a ruins randomly in there is a bit weird, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Um, I suppose you... I mean... I don't, rem- I don't remember that. feeling overly offended by it when I was playing it. But yeah. It, yeah, it just sort of doesn't fit to me. But the, 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 the whole Krauser stuff, like, I enjoy... The interactions in isolation, but again, it doesn't make any sense to me. I guess, and mm. as a sort of like outside observer of the Resident Evil fandom, just this sort of guy that pops up. There's obviously history there. It's never, yeah, it's just never explained before or after, really. I think again, there may be some notes that we haven't fully we haven't read, read into that talk yeah. about him, but yeah, I, I don't, yeah, I don't mind it. The, like I say, the lack of time limit is a good thing. Mm-hmm. The knife, like parrying the knife fight stuff is quite fun. So yeah, I quite like it. It's, it's done better than it was in the original, that's for yeah. sure. you got a brief moment before the final boss then where you're going up this summit and you've got your mate in the helicopter. What did, what's the guy's name? Is it Brad? So I can't Not Brad, remember. that's the first game, is it? Yeah, I can't remember. But he's got an accent remember. that totally threw you at the beginning. Yeah. And he's like, hey, Leon, let's go get a beer. <laughs> I'm buying or whatever it is. Shot? Did he shoot you ever? I think he shot me a couple yeah, of times. Yeah, yeah, he shot me a few times. Because I couldn't, I, I think it was, it, I don't know if I just wasn't paying attention. It took me a minute to realise he was on my team. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, he's, um, yeah, that, that section's like silly fun, that I thought. It's, it's getting full on action game yeah. at that point, isn't it? Any pretense of a horror is just, they've pissed it yeah. all away now. You've got helicopter backup for fuck's no. sake. That part's largely the same, and then you've got the Saddler fight, which again is is very similar to the original game, apart from the final section where he basically again it's like those boss fights we talked about earlier, last Dead Space one, where he's just he's filled the screen up, he's very very static. Ada chucks you a super grenade launch, a rocket launcher, and then bang, one hit done. Game, yeah, you know, not over, but yeah, Saddler's fight. I, I'd say Ramon's probably harder, but this is probably up there it's quite a good one yeah i think yeah i mean like it's that when it like in this sort of pantheon of good versus bad resident evil fights that i can think since we've done what did i say this was the one two three four the fifth resident evil game we've done the one that always yeah. sticks out to me is the final fight against wesker and resi 5 has been a bad one oh, it's yeah, not it's shit. nowhere near that it's totally fine classic resi boss battle to me yeah um, it is, and I there's a there's there's more of like a, a, a skill level required for it. Yeah, I'd agree with that. You actually have to run around and avoid it. It's not like a a gimmicky fight or something like that. No, um, it is quite funny going through this and talking about it. Like like I said before, my favorite Resi game was always Dead Space. Just in having like now having a bit of um, what's the what's the word, having a bit of context to Resident Evil, having a bit of understanding about the games, how much the Dead Space, certainly the first one, pulls from the Resident Evil games. Like, there's bosses that are like for like. Like, that again, that, like, freezy one, 
the end boss is so Resident Evil. Like, it's a very Resi yeah. game. Uh, yeah. In a way, I'd it never really connected is. the dots. I mean, it, it was the obvious influence for the guys making Dead Space, I guess. But yeah, now it's becoming even more obvious to you as you're actually seeing it yeah. manifest. Mm-hmm. Sadler himself in this game is a real letdown. I think he's probably the worst part of this remake. I think having said in the previous pod that I prefer the original to this, I'm now not entirely sure. Maybe this is the better the better game. And it may then stick around in my favourites ever. Sadler in the first game is so like over the top silly. He talks like this. He's got a really weird voice. Where in this game he's he's largely incredibly serious. You don't really see that much of him. In the original game, he hacks Leon's comms device for Hunnigan and he starts giving you shit. I think I said this to you so before. Does he sounds like Donald Trump to me. Like in the early, when you start... He does sound like Donald Trump, yeah. Like Donald Trump about him. <laughs> it's really weird. Kind of talks like this. It makes, it's really, yeah. yeah, odd. It, I, in the original game, he had a weird accent. He had a funny voice. Oh, it was so much better. Yeah, I didn't find it that difficult. What was it like in on hard mode? You just sort of stay away from him and shoot him in his... I fucking bought a rocket launcher. <laughs> Smart. I thought, I've bought all the guns now. This may be the last time I play this through in a long time. I've got loads of money. Do it. Fuck it. Bought a rocket launcher, one shot, and then it gets to the next part, and Ada's like, here, have a special launcher. And I'm like, cheers. Shoot him in his eyeball knees. And then off we go. Yeah, his eyeball knees, yeah. I think you can, sta- I think you can stab him. Something. There's apparently there's an achievement as well, by the way. If you do do a second playthrough, there's an achievement. You've got to throw a grenade in Ramon's mouth. Not Sadler, but the okay. Ramon fight. Throw a grenade in his mouth and there's an achievement for that. Uh, you'd think that Sadler was the end of the game, but he's not the end of the game because Ada... It goes full Halo. Gives you, yeah, <laughs> gives you a fucking jet ski to get out of there. Did you know, and you probably didn't, but you'll know for the next playthrough, if you hold down the A button on Xbox or the X button on PlayStation. As you go over the jumps, you do a stunt. Oh, fantastic. No, I did not know that. (laughs) So you know to do that now. He does like a a really ill-advised fucking stunt and you earn money for it. Oh, what? Amazing. I died at this bit uh, on my hardcore playthrough because it's very unforgiving. Or is it? Like two hits and that's it. Yeah, you're done. That's quite tough on that. But uh, what a stupid end to the game. Yeah, it's great. I was a big fan of that. I like the I'm idea of that of they well. were going home to America on their jet ski as well. They just sort of ski off into the sea. Hopefully they do, but but the funniest thing about that is in the original, as I said earlier, they've got to go home to America on a jet ski having just faced the rejection of Leon. To, to <laughs> How awkward is that journey going to be? All the way home. <laughs> <laughs> they just get like, they go from Spain and they get towards like Cuba. She's like, are you sure? <laughs> like, still sure. <laughs> and that's the end of the game. A wonderful game yeah. that I could not put down. In both playthroughs, I just couldn't Yeah, you chomped. It. I was a bit worried because I bought this game about a few days after you at least and I was like, I saw how far, how fast you were chomping through this. But then you just went again. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, it's fine. Yeah. He's going again. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we said that we were going to do that for a Dead Space remake, um, but I didn't. I don't think you did either, did you? Did you get through two playthroughs of Dead Space remake? No, don't think so. No, maybe one and a half, because I, I did the first the yeah. OG one again, got like halfway through. Oh, yeah, and then we just jumped into Dead Space 2, yeah. so I kind of stopped. I would say this is definitely feels like more, from a content standpoint, it feels like more of a significant 
change than the Dead Space remake does. Mm-hmm. It seems more coherent. So, like, in terms of, like, the Dead Space remake versus Resi 4 remake, this feels like more of a significant... There's more significant differences in this than the Dead yeah, Space Yeah, it's a proper remake. remake. The, the first one, other than sort of controls, is, is very like-for-like, like, isn't it? Like, I can't really think of any major differences between the two. Yeah, I mean, I guess the way that they sort of laid out the station is slightly different, isn't it? So it's more interconnected and it's, it's not... It's open, yeah, screens. you can go back and forth. Yeah, because yeah. I, I remember um, back in the original, a winner's you days, we were speaking about Dead Space when it came out originally, and I think we were talking about how similar the Ishimura was to the mansion in Resident yeah. Evil. And then... It was a bit of a shock to me then to come back to the remake and realise that they had made it backtrackable. Yeah. And it wasn't before, because I, I, if you had asked me pre-remake, I would have told you, yeah, you could backtrack whenever you want. But you couldn't. <laughs> yeah. So it wasn't as Resident Evil mansion-y as we thought it was. Nope. But that's two excellent horror games we've played this year so far. Mm-hmm. And two as well, I guess. Um, I... I I guess I don't have anything else really to add to it other than maybe like, what is your feeling on remakes at the moment in general? Because there's a lot of them and this year is full of them. It's a tough one, isn't it? My my sort of yeah. knee-jerk reaction is to say I don't want them, I'd rather a new game. Mm. But when they're done well, I'm all in for them. So like I'm up for, I very much enjoyed the Dead Space remake. I enjoyed the Resi 4 remake. I wouldn't say I see the need necessarily so much for the endless The Last of Us remakes, other than the fact that we've got mm-hmm. we've got a TV show out for it now, and that feels a bit a bit more cynical. Uh, maybe we'd feel less cynical Definitely. towards it if they, if this wasn't the second time they had sort of remastered, re-released. So it came out in PS3, then PS4, then PS5, and each time they've tried to make us all the essential. I know they're they're called are they called that a remake? I think they're calling this one a remake. But essentially all they've done is touch up the graphics each time and make it run slightly better and then charge yeah. us full price again. I'm not not keen for that, whereas the Dead Space one, I'm trying to justify this to myself, feels more, and, and the Resi 4 one, feels more substantial and more justified. Absolutely. Like you, yeah, like, definitely. And, and like even just like things like, obviously the, the significant visual upgrades in addition to the, like, mm. the modernization of the controls. And then also they've, yeah. they've been brave enough to change things. With The yeah. Last of Us one, for example, not only is it arrived broken, they've changed nothing and they've just made it a bit more shiny. And that, that to me is yeah. not something I'm really so on board for. Whereas, yeah, I guess, I guess, yeah, I don't. So, I, I, this is why I find it difficult to sort of try and loop it round and let let you have a chance to speak because I'm doing a lot of it right now. Um, is that I think it's a case by case basis. I know we're getting a lot of them yeah. just now, but I think I think I just need to sort of consider each one on its own merits. Like I say, Dead Space feels good to me. Resident Evil Four feels good to me. The Last of Us doesn't. Yeah, it's and it's weird because people will complain about it. But then you see a lot of people also saying things like, oh, I hope they remake Dead Space 2 now. It's like, is that what you really want? Just them to then go through the series again, like 1, 2, 3, they were going to remake 1, 2, 3. I think the way, you know, I'm going to be biased because I, I love Resident Evil more than I think they're doing it right. every yeah. game series. But they, they are splitting their, 
their time in the yeah. development teams between just keeping continuous releases. Well, this like, is the thing. Here's a remake, then a new. Is I do uh, want to, to the see series. the. I do want to see them going back to old Resident Evil games because I also know that we're getting the new ones as well. Yeah, and then they do need it more. Mm-hmm. Like you don't need. You didn't really need to remake Dead Space because it was largely still fully playable. Mm-hmm. But then, yeah, I mean, this year is is full of them. Sometimes there is merit in them, but I think like even towards the end of last year, we had like um, the Tactics Ogre remaster, which I've bought. They just shadow dropped the fucking uh, Metroid Prime remaster, the, which I bought. The Grand Theft Auto ones that were terrible, they made the games worse, and they took the old ones away from sale. Oh yeah, that's just there's not that is not on at all. That's the worst part of it. Um, Advance Wars just mm-hmm. about to come out this month, which as I will well, get, <laughs> which I will be. I've already pre-ordered. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I, I think what we're sort of edging towards a conclusion, though, and correct me if you don't agree, is that like if the game is old and which Last of Us is not, no. Um, if it's old and like speaking. like sort of like graphics have changed significantly and even control schemes have changed significantly, um, yeah. This is an opportunity to bring the game to a modern audience because, let's face it, you and I are freaks. Um, younger people, uh, and, and even a lot of our mates, they're not going back to play Resident Evil 4, but they will buy this remake and they'll play it. And I think it's probably yeah, yeah. a good thing that they're getting exposed to these classic games, in a way, in a modern context. So I, I, in that respect, I'm okay for it. Um I'm less okay. You certainly can't say that they're going to, if they wanted to go back and play the original Resident Evil 4 after this, that they've got no avenue to do it. Because as we said at the beginning, it's out on every platform exactly. ever. <laughs> yeah. um, I just think it's um, when, it, when, it, when it feels like they're just trying to make us pay for the game we already own again, that's where I'm yeah, personally I'm not, on, not on yeah, board not for that. No. This doesn't feel cynical to me, other than the microtransactions. No. That feels cynical. But are the- That is bullshit. Yeah, this... they just keep knocking Resi games out of the park, and I'm I'm here for all of them. Mm-hmm. Now. I've loved so many Resident Evil games in a row now. Mm-hmm. Three is probably the remake of three is the, probably the only misstep because they just clearly rushed it using the same engine as two just to bang it out there, and they should have taken more time with you it. Need to go finish it. It's quite short, you said as well, isn't it? Yeah, it's not a, it's not a bad game by any stretch. It's just not all of Resident Evil three, mm-hmm. which is a shame, but. Like just every time a new Resi comes out, I'm I just enjoy them so much. Sure, they're going to do zero they next. Don't, they don't run out of road now unless they start messing with five. I'd like them to do Code Veronica. That's uh, if they don't do that, I think there's a massively missed opportunity. Oh, Code Veronica! That's the one I had in my head. Then I said zero. Yeah, zero could. I mean, zero could be all right. Zero's perfectly playable. I don't think people care enough about that as well. But yeah, it's got to be Code Veronica next. There's no, there's not even any debate. I saw an article today, like which Resident Evil game should Capcom make next or remake next? It's just like there's only one answer, and it's Code Veronica. That's the one the fans want. One, two, three, four. Nobody needs to have five or six remade. No, we need to pretend five and six don't exist. Imagine if they remade them as horror games, not action games. Hey, if they can pull that off, they can pull anything off. That's the ultimate. If you can make Resident Evil Six scary. Kudos, but you can't. They just—they don't do anything. It's just—it's just basically the White House becomes the Resident Evil One mansion, and you've got to run around there for hours. <laughs> I mean, German suplex, so German suplex in the president. God, yeah, the amount of suplexes and stuff. I feel like apparently like the movement and stuff 
it's all like basically taken from Resi 6 so we probably have more to like pay respects to that game than we think but I'm still not going to do it no it's a terrible game get out of my life garbage Take us home, Dave. Let's go home. So, if you enjoyed what you heard today, and even if you didn't, please subscribe to us on your <laughs> podcast feed of choice. And then I like the thought. I was hoping you. I've been thinking all day. I hope David does the same line again about subscribe to us, even if you don't like. <laughs> it. You've done it, so I'm very happy about that. And please find it deep within your hearts to leave us a review, five stars. And if you don't do us five stars, give us five stars anyway, and then go away. You can also like and sub to our YouTube channel, Open It As You Podcast, should your heart desire. You can also get in touch and tell us what you thought about any of the games we've covered here over the years by finding us an email over to openitasyoupod at gmail.com. You can keep up to date with the latest goings on here at Open It As You Towers by following us on Twitter at Winner Is You Pod or give myself or Alex a follow at David Smiley One or Super Thrillix, respectively, where you can be bombarded with our various chat. Alex, I am still of the opinion that you might think you're especially not based on your Twitter feed. Mm-hmm. What's your podcast? Oh, the ex Sigamania. Why am I blanking on the name? Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame. Video game Hall yeah. of Fame. What's your... We're recording that on Thursday. 8-Bit Games is the next one. 8-Bit Games. What, what options do we have? Uh, well, we had this discussion on Discord the other day and um, everyone was just like, oh, I don't really know if I, like, I don't really have a lot of 8-bit games that mean that much to me. I'm not sure why we picked this category. And I was like, well, clearly none of you guys had a NES because there are no 8-bit games that aren't on the NES that are worth playing. And I stand by that. They were all like, oh, you you could have a Spectrum game. Yeah, you could do if you want a shit game. (laughs) They're all on the NES, mate. There's no Master System games people give a fuck about. Put down your Commodore 60, throw that shit away and play. And if I don't win this one, because I haven't won any yet, everybody else has won one in the polls except me, who's the host of the fucking show. If I can't win with like Mario 3 or something, then uh, what is the point? Well, who's going to have a better game than that? What are they I don't think say? there is a better egg, game. Columns on the Master System or something. I mean, like I, I, who you're messing with, that could well do it. We keep just getting like Hijacked. set upon by maniacs. I keep sort of briefly. Like, I'm on a I'm on a kick where I'm only allowing myself to go unless I'm like watching a sports game because I like following the hashtags for whatever sports game I'm watching. That's quite fun. I'm trying to only go on social media twice a day, so I'm missing all of this at the moment. But yeah, I keep sort of logging on and seeing just like the leftovers from some sort of hijacked community poll yeah. on, your tw- on your Twitter. <laughs> so like I started doing it now where when the game when the game has won, I then do like a little post that says, Congratulations to the whatever number it is inductee into the Hall of Fame. Right. The one I've done about Shen Mu has currently got two hundred and five likes and fifty retweets. Yes. It's been seen by fifteen thousand people. Yeah, that's what you want to do. None of us are happy about it, except uh, Steve. And and I don't even know if it counts as a JRPG. That's the weird thing about it. And on that bombshell, I've been David. He has been Alex. We have been a Renishu. And I'm out. Keep gaming. Where's everybody going? Bingo.